gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Oh, you don't know, actual fucking Nazis. <laughs> like, actual, like, time-traveling Nazis. Uh, Hold which, up. Which show are we talking about the plot of now? Superwoman. No, Supergirl. I think. No, because, Supergirl. No, because Supergirl. time-traveling Nazis have come up in a lot of shows. It's, it's nothing new. A surprising amount of shows, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, you get one one Nazi organization, the only Nazi organization to ever exist, <laughs> yeah, suddenly Nazis. starts experimenting <laughs> with fucking unknown technology and suddenly you got time traveling fascists i mean to, fuck me to, i don't know to be fair we have had that discussion in uni about the nazi bell and all that but they were attempting teleportation fuck that that was actually entertaining i would watch an entire fucking documentary on that nazi bell that appeared in the middle of butt fuck nowhere with no Apparently explainable reason than this fucking time traveling nazi supergirl bullshit where apparently there's a star that only kills men because of how it interacts with the Y chromosome. There is apparently there's a what? Nazi version of Supergirl, <laughs> which is in the TV. Come wait, again? Wait, wait uh, it's in the TV shows, or it literally lives in? The it's TV? in the TV show. It's uh, in the TV right, show right. where Supergirl. There's a there's an alternate version of her who is an actual Nazi. Is she? Oh wait, no. Supergirl does have blonde hair and blue eyes. That explains it. No, she doesn't got blue eyes. But she's she, blue eyes? It, she's blue. She does have blonde <laughs> she's hair. Blue. No, she's naturally brunette, but she has dyed it blonde. <laughs> she wants Fuck. that fucking Nazi final solution race. Uh, but Arian, oh my god, is the word you're looking for? Aryan, uh, not Ariane. Ariane. Ariana Grande. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You might not like it, but this is peak human. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you may not like it, but this is peak Kryptonian perfection. Yeah, we gonna yeah. actually introduce this podcast, or are we just gonna sit oh, here no, talking no, about no, no, shitty no, TV shows? No, no, no. no. Well, you need, we need to realize the stupid. The opening of our podcast is the Nazis. That's what Kenny led with, and that's what we're running with. If people have watched episodes of this, they know who we are. And if they haven't, we should probably introduce ourselves. Good point, Alex. Watched, like, yeah, I don't it's like called, saying It's that. called Crisis on Earth X. Crisis on Earth X. We're fucking... I swear these, like, time-traveling nuts. I'm pretty sure Earth X is a kink store. <laughs> Where not, is it? Not it's a Nazi show, army. They're led by an evil version of Kara... Who is Superwoman? But it's an evil version. It's the Nazi version. Oh, so, yeah, gee, these, these for... in this episode, right? There is straight up like people in like Nazi uniforms, like As the locking Nazis people, are. locking people up in like what seems to be like a, a new fucking Holocaust, a new Auschwitz, and it's locking people up. And it's like, ah, yes, you are, you are not perfect. Oh, why are they French? <laughs> <laughs> You are not perfect. Why? Ah, why, why are they French? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like actual fucking space Nazis in uh, in my Christian Supergirl Adam. Nah. Yeah, but I mean, you have, yeah. you have to. I know we've talked a, bit, a little bit about this before, but you do have to give them props that the the no, I don't. World War Two German uniforms looked amazing. 
Oh, oh dude, absolutely they yes. Are, like fucking you could you know, the fucking Nazis but they do some bad boss. shit. <laughs> Nazis Nazis do some bad shit, but holy shit are they stylish. I, I wasn't joking. They were designed. They were see that. That's why. That's why boss. the Nazis. That's why the Nazis had the SS. It wasn't their. Uh, it wasn't their secret service. It was their style rank. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't get a smoking six style. No, they could only couldn't, get couldn't the uh... fucking couldn't combo some fucking poor helpless. Hey, people they comboed eight things. million. All right, I'd like to see you land a hit count, a, a hit combo of eight million. So I take like, it from legit... this conversation, KKK drew inspiration from Mortal Kombat. All right, so this is legit. I'm gonna post this in the fucking uh, chat and Discord. But there's a p- picture of what their Nazis actually look like, and it is horrendous. That is disgusting. Like, it is so fucking. Oh, Alex, are they my cosplay goggles? Like I think the they same are. Ones I I've got in my cupboard. So, right, so this so in Earth X in Supergirl, uh, there is a Nazi Flash, there is a Nazi Supergirl, and a Nazi Arrow, and they are just all the same design, Person. but more stylish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like you already, we already please, knew this. Please show us this S rank Supergirl. <laughs> oh, the S rank Supergirl. All right, I'll this will be last picture, and then I'll fucking. Then you go and finally I, introduce I make, us. I could, I could put this as a fucking podcast cover for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just Supergirl with Nazis. I'm like, what's going on? Oh my god, <laughs> political propaganda. I mean, we're actually here to talk about the game awards, so yeah, I suppose political propaganda. Thanks, Sonic yes, Fox. Well, Yes, welcome to SV Cheats One Gaming Podcast about games and game related symptoms. I am your host, Chris, and to me, I have to me, me, Alex, and to my left, we have what? Me, this game. idiot. Yes, probably my cat. My cat is meowing. Wow. He's not on heat. He's just meowing. You have your testicles removed, didn't you? Yeah, I feel so bad for animals, but at the same time, <laughs> if we leave animals be animals, that is fuck. To that's, be fair, that's if the you entire let people point. be people, they just fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of the three the three points of the human existence is to fucking consume, consummate, and destroy. Yes, divide and conquer, like the booty. Mm. First, but you yes. divide the booty, then you conquer the booty, then you destroy the booty. So yes, there uh, you go. Birth, death, and marriage. As as our introduction for the podcast <laughs> has been, uh, uh, yes, the introduction. A, a quick. Quick fire review of uh, Crisis on Earth X, a episode about um, the literal take, a a literal feminist take on Nazis. (laughs) To be fair, uh, it's what they know best because a lot of them are a bunch of Nazis. So, like, it is in the comic books that this exists, but from what I saw, the comic books were, like, pretty fucking cool. And then it's just like, ah, yes, we're going to oppress only these minorities and it's like no we're just we're just bad people that's it no, bad for the me. sake of being bad mm, dc's writing yeah. is really coming into play here oh that's right i keep forgetting there's marvel and dc i just think uh, for some reason, <laughs> what, one, some reason. This, look at it like this marvel is a marvelous accident whereas dc is just a mistake it doesn't even <laughs> rhyme I know because DC has absolutely the no way, idea the way that, put the into way it, that I can and I'm not about to Marvel, start now. 
the way that I can put Marvel and DC in gaming terms is Marvel is Nvidia, um, DC is Apple, AMD. <laughs> no, like, they're not doing bad. They're just not doing as good as their competitor. Uh, no, no, they're, they're not they're fucking terrible. Doing bad, actually. They they yeah. are straight up shooting right. themselves in the foot. If you want to put this in gaming terms, fucking Marvel is Nvidia and DC is some fucking Slavic Slavic Euro junk brand. It's it's wish.com. Yeah. <laughs> DC Comics is wish.com. <laughs> well, no no no, the comics is fine. Well, what? Actually, no, are you kidding me? The comics as well. Mar- Marvel's comics haven't turned a profit in the last 6 years. Well, we were talking about And DC. DC's have done exactly the same. So they're both doing bad. They are both doing absolutely terrible. And hey, if fucking yeah. if Zoe Quinn can get hired by DC, you know DC is only going downhill. DC standards? What are standards? Where DC? It is. Yes, it is quite. You I seem to have a personal vendetta here, Alex. I I so don't I'm only looking, have a personal vendetta against Marvel. I am against DC. This, I cannot give a shit. I, I want to see Marvel at, fail. I am looking at a picture of the Nazi version of the Flash. Yeah. Oh, please tell me uh, it's the SS no, in the shape of a lightning bolt. No, that, that, that's the problem. <laughs> the The lightning bolt is so SS that the only way they can make a differential between the good and bad Flash is they had to completely change colors. As they Nazi, did with Supergirl. Nazi Flash... Na- well, she's black and red, but... Nazi Flash is yellow. To be fair, Wait, so it's Flash, not Professor Zoom. To be fair, Yellow no. Flash or Reverse Flash has always existed. Well, not always. Yeah, that, that's Professor Zoom or I think Marcus Thorne. Yeah, no, but, Zoom's um, black. No, 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 no. Professor Zoom or or Marcus Thorne or the Reverse Flash, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he he's yellow. He's yellow and red. That's his color theme. He he's the antithesis to Flash. So he is the exact inverse of Flash's color scheme. Is it? I thought yeah. fucking look, look yellow up, look was... up fucking Professor Zoom. No, there. What was it? It wasn't Crash the Infinite Earth. It's the other movie I saw. Uh, Flashpoint, Flashpoint Paradox. Paradox. Yes, yeah, that's Professor Zoom. The the yellow wanna... flash in that is Professor Zoom, and his I think his name is Marcus Thorne. I'm trying and... to look for the negative colors, but they're not letting me know. Yeah, because I'm telling you right uh, now. Yellow is. is blue yeah I, f- I knew it not red yeah yellow the opposite of yellow is blue yes why yeah. are you saying he's no, complete he's, opposite he's... no no the antithesis of the costume so oh. flash's primary color is red he's and his red. secondary color is yellow so zoom's primary color is yellow and his secondary color is red that is so unoriginal of course it's fucking, fucking unoriginal his whole goal was to huh. become the new flash and ruin his reputation like, ha, huh, my color, my, my reds are yellow and my yellows are red. Ha, huh, how will you take that, Flash? Like a Fuck bitch. Me. Like an absolute bitch. Like but an absolute bitch. But anyway. Yeah, occasionally we talk about games on this podcast. We're a gaming podcast, yes. Alex, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've gotten back into Destiny. I've been doing my gacha shit. I uh, finished Star Wars uh, fucking Jedi Fallen Order on the hardest difficulty. And that was extremely satisfying. Uh, what what else? What else have I fucking pissed away my day on? I've started another campaign in Total War Warhammer Two. Uh, we still need to do our head to head. We still do need to do our head to head. 
Oh, I'm thinking about if I've got money to get it next week, which hopefully I do. Great, I might yeah. grab Warhammer 2 because the Steam is having a sale right now. Warframe has released its Railjack, so I've been trying to build that, but I have been, been bouncing off that game super fucking hard for some reason. Because so you're I, playing Destiny. Yeah, because I'm playing Destiny. Um, right. The benefit, the yeah, benefit that War, I believe Warframe had over Destiny was that there was more customization and, and it was, was free. free now that destiny yeah. is free now the destiny is free it's all <clears> of warframe <throat> but with you know some money well a lot more money and uh, actual developer uh, experienced developers behind it that so, and it's yeah. a first person shooter and i've got a soft spot for them i think it's more that destiny 2 does have a standpoint of players from the old games destiny and 1. characters and all that and i would also argue that as a general rule destiny characters are more characters than warframe characters like people like them more <clears throat> yeah, yeah people like destiny characters oh. more because they're actual characters whereas yeah. in warframe you have lotus you have <coughs> sorry you have um you have lotus yeah um, the other that's that about anyone it. else <laughs> you got you got some vendors that give you like mission junk but yeah, aside but from like they are... like one or two stock lines there's no personality behind them like when you load into a strike some like depending like the enemies will change and that'll change who's guiding the strike and that'll change the dialogue so there's a lot of stuff that changes depending on the strike and immediately if Cade's involved in the strike everyone's gonna love it yeah because Kate, Kate is the only sort of uh, character that the poster boy. that oozes charisma. Yeah, and then you got fucking Evora and yeah, I've Ikora and Zavala. Ikora and Zavala, they're just like, hmm, yes, it is our duty. We are guardians. That's <laughs> that's that's entirely Zavala. And that's and that's it. And then yeah. the other chicks just like, hmm, he was our friend, you know, and like they they are so black and white it's Cade in comparison is just abundantly clear where the effort See, went well I, th I don't even think it's that and much and Nathan I think Fillion the, the other one are good or at the very least decent characters the problem is they're just overshadowed by Cade so they yeah. look significantly worse they are 100% overshadowed then, by Cade and then spoiler alert Cade dead yeah we didn't even give like, people time to like prepare for the spoiler alert. Just, spoiler alert Kate's dead <laughs> well alright if you can don't you, know you can edit in a couple of seconds of silence no no, no. you need to find out this way I'm saying you can better than better than literally walking around the world and being like alright so I've, I've seen a couple of clips on like YouTube and shit like people who just like bought all the DLCs like the Shadow Keep and uh, the Cage DLC and uh, literally walking around the world, and since the world seems to be a constant, like I, I, I always up to date uh, environment. Ooh, um, literally, you're walking past NPCs that are like, "Oh man, I can't believe Cade's dead." Like, who's gonna fucking be the uh, the front of the hunters now? This is as you're walking like, past him to get a mission from Cade. And then you could do a mission of him. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm Cade, yada, yada, yada. And people are like, wait, you're dead? But, oh, no. And just the world, being in the world, 
if not the promotional material for Forsaken, is literally you carrying Cade's dead body. Yeah. It, it is like, 100% just you it's carrying either, Cade's corpse. It's either one or two things. One, Cade's dead, or two, Cade's being like overly dramatic <laughs> and just, just both are very viable to, to fair, but he's just being overly dramatic and but yeah and so it's a very viable thing but like at the same time the promotional material is like oh my god Kate's dead like they do not hide it whatsoever it is the forsaken dlc is front loaded with Kate's dead say goodbye yes. and now hunt him but I do say goodbye. Like, your fox is not going. Even up. even in that like first part, because like when you're you Zavala and Akora in the room of Cade's body, and then like fucking Akora is like, we need to avenge him, and Zavala's like, no, we have to defend this place. And your character's like, I will go hunt that fucker, <laughs> and just leaves the room. It's like just says nothing because I will kill that guy. Yeah, like, I can't remember we, his name. We need to, Fucking we need Prince. to avenge him. No, no, we don't. I'm a killer. Aldr- Aldrin Sov. <laughs> yeah, like, Aldrin Sov. Yeah, Ikor is, is that- like, Ikor is like, we can, we we will rally all the guardians. We will yeah. storm the reef. We will bring our army to fight. And Kate and Zavala is like, we're not an army. At at best, we're a ragtag group of idiots standing we're on top a of a wall, <laughs> standing standing inside a wall. Yeah. We, and we, your we defend, like, we defend the kill. city, we defend yeah. the traveler, and we defend ourselves. We cannot wage a war with the fucking fallen, the forsaken, and the awoken. We we, we cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your character, character single-handedly like, does it himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then your or character single-handedly Sob, goes. Yeah. I think I think it's Ultra Sob is mine, and it just leaves. Yeah. I'm like, I like it. I fucking like it. Well, I know this is something we talked about in our Code Vein playthrough on the channel. One of those things where your character's not useless in cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. Though even then, there's a big difference between not useless in Code Vein, where you are actively important in cutscenes rather than sitting yeah. there watching. Like shit you're happen. a participant. Yeah, you you are an active participant instead of a spectator in those cutscenes. But in in certain cutscenes, in Destiny, you are also an active participator. It just depends on the cutscene. Because sometimes you just stand there like an idiot. And other times you say something. Like an idiot. And that's, like an idiot. <laughs> that's about it. So, yeah. So, you've been playing Destiny 2. Uh, we've been doing the Garden of Salvation raid, which we still haven't gotten past to the final aspect of it yet. We still haven't gotten past the second aspect of it yet. We're not even up to the final aspect of it. Well, after this is the final aspect. Yeah. But we Which still is there. Yeah, I know. And apparently that ends soon, apparently. Mm-hmm. What, what, how does it end soon? Is it like a constant raid you can do whenever? Yes, I believe so. So why is it ending? I don't think what's, it's ending. What's ending? I, I, I heard that since it's near the end of the season or some shit like that. Oh, the that... season will be ending, but not the raid. You can you can still go back and do the raid. I was about to say, like, yeah. are they going to, like, bring it back or some motherfucking shit? Apparently not. So uh, that's your week? That's my week. All right, Jaden, how about yours? Uh, I've basically just been playing a bunch of Dragon Ball Fighters again. 
and Dead Cells. Yeah, watching you play makes me want to play it. But then, like, that's a dedication of time I don't think I have right now. But what is it that, is like, something 300 I hours? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've he's hit, got... like, 320 hours in it or something. There are a bunch of that will be AFK on it. Probably 20 hours, I'd guess. Ooh, that's, that's, that's cheating. I have a total of nine hours. Apparently, you've played 22 hours just recently. <laughs> <laughs> you have doubled and then some my fucking time just recently yeah, quote unquote recent oh that's um, actually pretty yeah and I've been playing Dead Cells which I've been quite enjoying I just reached the final boss for the first time or what I assume is the final boss he might be the second last he's late anyway and it's pretty obvious that he's late on um what else yeah, this, I've been looking at Total War Warhammer again. I haven't really. You've been looking much. at it, not clicking on it. Uh, yeah, pretty much, because I look at it and then go open Dead Cells or Fighters. <laughs> 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 like I should play this, and then I don't. Uh, Jade, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a a gif in the chat for you, and then with the subtext that came with it. <laughs> Yeah, what else have I done? Oh, yeah. Is, is, that a, is that a relation to the email you got in Slavic? I had Just a... Just safe shit, no. I had a... Well, I was playing D&D over on Friday. Currently building a new character for it. See, see that, that campaign uses critical cards. So, it doesn't happen too often, but when it does, it can be nasty. There's one card in there called Decapitation. It doesn't end well. Mm. <laughs> On top of that, he's guess. kind of got to run a thing with how he runs his games. It's basically, every character gets one time. One time where they should have died that he'll deuce ex machina out. Okay. Once that's burnt. So they every, basically everyone gets a second chance, so you're not getting people dropping in the first couple of sessions and then just, you know, building character and not being able to do much with it. Um, yeah, but no, I'd already burnt that. So... <laughs> she did. Well, I mean, it's she... D&D, and she can... Touch hands! Well, I was, we'll I was gather all s- seven Dragon Balls. Well, you don't yeah. need to. You just need to find a high enough spell, ca- a high enough spell, ca- a high enough level spellcaster. They don't need to be high. It's not a requirement. A high enough level spellcaster to it certainly do helps resurrection. Um, but that's not confirmed. And even if it does happen, there are other things with it. So at least for the moment, I'm making a new character, which I'll okay. figure out what that'll be. Um, I'm also starting to organize to run some sessions in that game. Because basically he's got his world and he wants... He effectively wants a way that A, he can take more breaks and have more time to prepare between sessions and B, so he can get more world out to the players because the current arc that us players have just started doing and we're going to be stuck in for a while and we can't really just have the world be on standstill for that whole time. So I'll be running a separate group in the same world so we can keep the players up to date in that world and so that they're not stuck doing the same, you know, because that... that uh, the, the world moves when you move. 
Yeah, exactly. So similar, similar like to uh, fucking shit. Hang on a second. Uh, ba, 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 Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. If you stand on a ladder, the world freezes. So yes, to avoid <laughs> doing that. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. If you actually go on top of a ladder, everything else in the world will cease to move. Yeah, it's it's a pretty amusing. Like you fucking is a world over the world. If only Dark Souls did this. Uh, so mm. yeah, so that's cool. I've also been starting to play some Necromunda, which is a another Games Workshop tabletop board game. Uh, well, not board game, tabletop. You know, battle game. But it's yeah. more focused around, like, it's still in the Warhammer 40k universe, but it's more around sci-fi gangs. So my... Oh, you little hoodlum. Yeah, so, so oh, you, you know, there'll, there'll be different gangs. You've got the, Deli- the Goliaths, which are the big strong ones, and the military police, and the Dalekyu, who've got all the specialist kind of night vision goggles and all of that and then i'm playing the ashes which basically look like uh well you've played warhammer you know what witch elves are right alex oh those kinky fucks um yeah i'm literally thinking of elves that are witches well witch elves are more like uh okay now take more clothes off them assassin berserkers almost so they're elves but they've got a pair of daggers they run around with fuck all clothes on and sprint at you and cut you to pieces motherfuckers yeah so basically yeah that too I, I'm playing the Eshes which basically is the definition of come on witch use your words. <laughs> so imagine you've got a witch elf on crack that fucked a parrot <laughs> I'm picturing it yeah a lot of colours basically of that um yeah, and the whole gang is dedicated around being good at using poisoned weapons. They've got chemical Oh, good. One of you people. It's a lot of fun. One one of those people. <laughs> yeah, chemical flamethrowers. Yeah, it's it's one of it's one of those things where like the the other people are running around with like, you know, twin pistols and smoke grenades and night vision goggles and I'm just like I'm going to kill a building. Oh, well, everything inside the building. Cuz there's building will eventually fall Dante because uh, chemical weapons in those games like gas and toxin weapons um, instead of rolling for wounds like you would normally you know you roll to see if you hit or if they're under a template they're automatically hit like in flamethrowers and then normally you'd roll against the weapon's strength uh, the weapon's strength against the creature's toughness to wound it and then they'd take a wound and if it drops them to zero because some creatures have more than one wound um, then you mm. roll an injury for them um that sounds like a violation of the Geneva Convention. Gas, yep. gas weapons are just roll a dice. If it's equal to or higher than your opponent's toughness, roll an injury dice. You just you don't you ignore their wounds value completely. Just roll straight on the injury table. Also, because they're gas weapons, there's no armor saves against it. They're very nasty, and it's a lot learn of fun. Learn to fucking learn to breathe. It's not that hard. Yeah casual i've also yeah. found Filthy out that breather. being set on fire from flamethrowers is very painful because your people end up running around for three turns not doing anything because they're on fire fucking someone needs to take three a visit to turns. the tibetan monks well, well, and learn it, how to be on fire can, properly you know depending on the die rolls to put yourself out it can take it can take various amount of times that said on the flip side i did find out that my people have access to acid 
shotguns, which use the acid shotguns. Yes, shotguns with acid rounds, which also yeah, that use sounds the like that shit rules. would just break in the barrel. Oh no, no, you shoot them and it explodes. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I got a bit point. distracted about the rules mechanics of Games Workshop games, but yes, I've been having a lot of fun with that kind of stuff. And I think that, uh, that overall covers everything I've done this week. I opened up Siege to play again with people, and it crashed again, so fuck that. So you just reminded yourself why you don't play it? Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. I'm trying to figure out why my Siege crashes to desktop. Are you playing it in full screen or borderless window? Yes, I've tried both. Okay, never mind. My cat just won't leave you alone. Your cat loves you. I know he loves me, but... No, he loves you I... now. <laughs> yeah, he loves me now. That's now cool. is when he demands your love. So, that's your week done? That is my week done. Alright, so my week has been particularly interesting. Uh, I was meant to talk about this last week, but I completely forgot, which is quite fucking telling. Uh, I beat Final Fantasy X-2 don't like it <laughs> yep all right so i've beaten it i can I'll, I'll, decide that i dislike i would just it. sort of preface this as like the only reason i decided to play final fantasy 10 2 is because i felt i owed it to the main character of final fantasy 10 <laughs> to, to finish his to story do it, to do to finish this story because there's a couple of things so like Gameplay wise, I, I love Final Fantasy X's turn based system. Uh, I enjoyed that more than probably just the, just the classic turn based fighting thing is, is a RPG element that I enjoy rather than I don't really like the ATB gauge system where you have to wait for the bar to fill up and then you can do your attack. That's not, I'm not a big fan of that, but I, I do put up with it. Um, so Final Fantasy X went from turn based. And in Final Fantasy X-2, it goes back to the ATB gauge, which is like, why? Why did you go back to this thing? So that was already something working against me. And then uh, they do have interesting concepts. Like, for example, you have dress spheres, which are essentially your job class. So you can change dresses by... It's on a dress sphere, dress sphere grid. So, for example, think of like a plus sign, and at each point of the plus sign, there is a job class, and then in the center of the plus sign, there's another job class. So, let's say I start at the top of the plus sign, it will take a turn for me to change from the top of the sphere of the dress sphere grid into the middle and then a turn to change into different spheres so, so you so basically, basically turn you need to take 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 a turn to take your job off before putting a new one on yes but you have to do it in in a pattern you can't just go to anywhere on the dress sphere grid you have to do it like you have to journey to that dress sphere so that's that's interesting and if you that has different different there's multiple dress spheres like you have like crosses you have literally like a dress sphere which is just a straight line with two dress spheres on it or two dress uh yeah spheres on it and the interesting concept is if you go through all the dress spheres on that sphere grid 
you can then activate your ca- characters like it's like a special summon ability so for this is um our bed girl called riku if you use her special summon ability she gets like a mecha um machina a mecha machina and uh it's like a really powerful overbuild so that that concept is cool and there's a lot of different jobs you can do like so basically once you've doesn't... cycled through all of yours then you can go to then you can use that that's why like the straight line dress via grid was quite powerful because you, you had oh, to change you could just literally once right line and keep you, yeah you just literally change once and then you can activate your special ability but the thing is um that so you put like what dress spheres you want on that grid but if other people use that dress sphere they ha- they can only use what's on that sphere grid so if i have like a gunner and a dark knight on it that means every character can only use a gunner and a dark knight because i don't have access to it oh. so you can't customize sphere grids to or you can because there's a multiple sphere grids uh you can choose from but you can't customize it for each individual person it's pretty much a, un- a, a all-round sort of thing so that mechanic's cool uh the story i fucking hate like for a final fantasy game i'm sitting here going like there's a there's an obvious carrot on a string in front of me and i'm like all right i can see where this carrot on the string wants me to go i i'm not that dumb i can see where it's taking me and then when i get there they take the carrot off the string and throw it away shove it up my ass (laughs) and then that is now what i need to chase (laughs) the carrot up my ass because spoiler alert for final fantasy (laughs) 10 spoiler alert i tell you not to but i don't give a shit spoiler alert on final fantasy 10 um so you play as a character called titus or titus titus in final fantasy 10 uh turns out he is actually dead mm-hmm. titus is dead mm-hmm. uh, he came from he was literally transported a thousand years his spirit was transported a thousand years into the future which is the current timeline of final fantasy 10 and at the end of the game uh yuna which is the main girl character like the the love interest and like an awesome character and titus i'm gonna call him titus because titus sounds better <laughs> titus and yuna basically fall in love and it's very nice very sweet and very well thought out relationship but at the end of the game titus's spirit needs to go back he's dead he can't he's on borrowed time he can't exist in this time so yuna is obviously heartbroken because titus had is gone yeah and then there is final fantasy 10 2 which yuna gets a uh a sphere because they're sphere hunters so this is the one thing that annoyed me in final fantasy 10 2 in final fantasy 10 it makes sense but it annoys me in Final Fantasy X, Yuna was a summoner. Mm. She was uh, a believer of the faith, the Yevon faith, which lets her be able to summon monsters like Shiva, Ifrit, Bahamut, that sort of stuff. In Final Fantasy X too, 
since she's not with the faith since she's cast the faith away because they found out that the faith is a bunch of bullshit and the people running the faith are absolute assholes she is no longer a summoner she hasn't got that ability she is a sphere hunter which go hunt spheres and then sell them so she gets a sphere in which there is a character that looks like titus in a cage she's like i need to follow this up in the entire journey well a majority of the journey if not the entirety of the journey is focused around yuna coming to terms that titus is gone that he's not coming back and that she needs to move on but still also respect the fact that what happened happened yeah mo- like, move on but not forget the past yeah so the game like especially the main bad guy of the game is literally like a spirit from like fucking 100 years ago who got shot down and so him and his lover got shot down and they both died except the lover the girl moved on to the far planes and the guy didn't he just came back to revenge to act, act revenge so uh that's the main thing it's basically like i'm here because my lover is gone because of these people and then like at the end of the game you bring the lover back and she's like you need to move on and it's basically just a whole big like metaphor for yuna it's like hey you need to move on and so the entire game is spent of yuna understanding coming to groups that Titus has gone yada 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 so seems pretty good right mm-hmm no. What do we do this time? How do we fuck this up? I know. Let's just bring back Titus because. <laughs> <laughs> when your entire plot arc is getting over something and then the thing you're getting over gets undone. Oh, What, what so message like, are they sending so, here? <laughs> so the faith is like, oh, um, we can try to bring back Titus' the spirit if you want. If you want. Like, so I'm just okay, like, okay, what's the catch? No, nothing. We just feel like doing it. Uh, but uh, in in fairness, it's like, okay, you can bring back Tyus's spirit, and then Tyus is back. But then is that it? Earlier, He's back? earlier on, you get the choice to like, nah, just let it be. But I didn't see that. Like the choice was sort the of fucking, like, this isn't the fire festival. We can't just let it ride. Yeah. So it's like, all right. By the way, I'm bring Tyus back and Tyus is back and he's like okay I'm back I'm alive <laughs> oh okay this is now happening so I'm cool with this so how do we fuck this up again so death was neat said said Square Enix <laughs> you've resurrected I know. him just to shoot him let's make let's make DLC in which Titus and Yuna break up <laughs> oh fuck me so literally the DLC, which is like the Lost Missions or something or shit like that, is basically like, me and Titus broke up and uh, I'm grumpy because men. And then like the girls are back together and then they started arcing at each other. But it's literally just like, hey, look, we spent a whole fucking, I, I think I beat it in 30 hours. Whole 30 hours just getting over the fact that Titus is gone to just bring him back and then break up with him. <laughs> What message are you trying to send with this shit, Square Enix? Yeah, I'm getting somewhat mixed messages here. Could you explain? Please, please and it's explain like, your mixed messages. And I said, like, the main campaign story is fine, but it's 
it's so fucking kid-like, it's annoying. Daddy, just get out, all right? If you... If you... <laughs> See, this time what? I even heard your cat. Just jump! You fucking neck yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> where was I? So, like... Oh, my God. See, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Something about mixed messages. Oh. Something so, about like, bringing someone back from the dead only to break so up with yeah, them. So, yeah, like, Final Fantasy X story is fine, but it acts so kid-like, where it's just, like, Final Fantasy X uh, deals with some very, like, adult issues in, like, sec- like you know, um, treatment of others and all these different, like, sort of real-world politics but put in and mixed together in a sort of adult manner and a respectful way. And then, do you know how they deal with shit in Final Fantasy X too? Fuck the L bed. With no, no, that's Final Fantasy X. No. <laughs> in Final Fantasy X too. Take a look at this. Fuck. <laughs> in Final Fantasy X too, they solve their problems with the art of dance. Yes, they dance. They dance, and yes, they dance. They fucking dance to everything. Right. Oh so no, it's fucking interpretive problem. Dance. Is the solution no, to it's everything. not. It's not even interpreted dance. It's just like, man, you know, you're a good singer and dancer. How about you just dance your depression away? <laughs> Gee whiz! I've oh never yeah, tried brother. That. I didn't think of that, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, oh, we're gonna set up this big performance. So it's like there isn't much story to go on to. Like your story is, hey, look. Let's set up this big performance, but we need a boss. So um, let's set up a performance in one of like the most deadliest places ever, the lightning planes, <laughs> which randomly strikes lightning fucking anywhere it pleases. For the thus the name purpose of giving us a boss fight. No, 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 no. The boss fight is actually in a cave, got nothing to do with the area it's just like oh there's a big monster over there you should probably fight it and we did and I'm like cool and then the fucking Dante and then the (laughs) the final boss fight was a fucking gauntlet like not even a good gauntlet like it was just straight up like alright spam bush no you have to fight the tail cool then you gotta fight the legs cool then you gotta fight the arms Cool. Then you gotta fight the head. Cool. Then you gotta fight the dude on top of the head. <laughs> like, holy fuck. What a gauntlet. And it just... The final boss fight was just not fun. It was like... So, the the, the design for the boss fight, the Vegna gun, mm-hmm. looks pretty cool. It's like a fucking ultimate world-ending machina that we decide to leave underground for a bit. Just for the the purpose of someone getting really angsty and pissed off and wants to use it against us so yeah cool excuse me yeah it's literally like the the vegna gun is literally machina that basically just can destroy the world and what are we going to do with it just going to put it on the (laughs) ground not like completely underground where no one can get to it we're not even going to dismantle it we're going to keep it in case for a rainy day when someone wants to try and destroy the world for the express purpose of using our own weapons against us. Yeah, we'll keep it cool. for a rainy day. If eventually someone wants to use it on us, well, that's their right. And then we'll get Yuna and a dancing squad of sphere hunters. 
You think I'm kidding? I know you're not. That's <laughs> that's the fucking painful part. The I alright. To be honest, I probably spent more time playing Pokemon in Final Fantasy X two than I did actually the campaign. Brilliant. Because they have this um it's sort of like mini game aspect where you can go around to different parts of Spira, which is the world that uh Final Fantasy X Ten Two is set in, and capture monsters and then battle them in an arena. And that's what I did my, mm-hmm. most of my time. Just <laughs> battled shit. Because that was fun. I literally remember... Have you tried like, playing man, Monster Hunter? You might enjoy it. No, it's not like Monster Hunter. It's like a fucking... So you capture monsters and you basically let them fight each other. So it's, it's more essentially Pokemon than it oh. is Monster Hunter. But like... I'm like, man... I need to go to bed. It's like 1am in the morning. I know. I'll just play some Final Fantasy X too. Oh wait, what's this cool fucking arena thing? Ten o'clock in the morning. I probably should get to sleep now. <laughs> Been playing this for like a whole nine hours. So yeah, I so Final Fantasy ten two overall didn't like it, but I felt that I had to. I had to beat it because I owed it to Titus. I owed it to him. And I got shat on. But Titus well, that's is- that's what you fucking get. That's what you. That's what you deserve. You that's get what, what you, you fucking get. deserve. Uh, what else have I done in my thing? Uh, been playing some League of Legends, and now stop playing League of Legends. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I was playing you, it with friends, so. and it's fun with friends. But then, like, when I started playing it by myself or like with more randoms than friends, it's just like. Yeah, you don't. Your, your holy... fun to fr- your fun to friend ratio, ratio. is uh, it, it, uh both correlated to each other. Is a yeah, the fun to friend ratio is a bit fucked, to <laughs> say the least. So like, the less friends you have, the less funds you, the funds you get. The more friends you have, the more funds you get. But um, so yeah, like playing with like a five stack or four stack's fine, but then like <laughs> three is okay. Two... Yeah, three's pushing it. <laughs> Yeah. Two, two, is, two is where you get fucking retards and stuff. But, like, just seeing people get so goddamn angry is fucking hilarious. Like, obviously, the league community is just, like, a cesspool of just degenerates thinking they are all that in a bag of chicks because they click faster. But, <laughs> but, like, seeing people legitimately like go off spending half an hour with you crying over something like for example my favorite one so far is i went mundo top and we had a car six jungler and he did his red buff and then he's like i want to gank top i'm like cool come gank top and their jungler came at the same time and car died for it so i almost died but i got out but car died for it and he's like this fucking top fuck this top who the fuck takes mundo top honestly and then (laughs) proceeded to not jungle for the rest of the game just sit in my lane and i was like holy shit and he was fucking going off like a pork chop just absolutely like crying his fucking eyes out in chat but the thing thing is if you haven't noticed this about Kenny's personality already, he's the kind of person that's gonna egg someone on if they're annoyed just to see how far they'll go. 
<laughs> like I was doing that to you. I'll be like, <laughs> oh man. Oh man, like uh, I, I, this is my first time window top. I, I, I checked this build on Mobifier and like I, I thought I could win it. He just fucking, as soon as I said Mobifier, like the chat spam was just unbelievable. Like, oh my fucking God, you use Mobifier? Holy fuck, you're so bad. Like literally he, he just his character didn't move for minutes because he was too busy typing like and it's just fucking hilarious like it's a normal i'm playing normal i'm definitely not doing rank because doing rank stuff makes the fun go down even with friends it's um, it's like taking the sweat and turning it up to 15 turning into a sauna hold up talk amongst yourself about how bad league is why i actually kicked dante out (laughs) <laughs> see i quit league because of just the sheer amount of sweaty tryhards that are forever present no matter what game mode you play like you can even play some of the most like for fun fuck around game modes and nine times out of ten some sweaty fucking nerd is going to get all salty because you didn't pick the correct champion or you picked the champion he wanted to pick or god forbid you made a mistake. No, man. It's 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 literally, oh my fucking God, you didn't die with me. How bad can you be? You're so fucking bad. FF. Like, that is the majority of the time. It's like, if someone comes up like to me and we try like a 2v2 and they die instantly and they haven't killed or gotten anyone down low enough for me to kill them, I'm going to back the fuck out. And it's called a, like, oh uh, my tactical God. retreat. Not to mention, like, I'm just generally shit at League. Like, it was one stage where I was like, I'm happy with my current skill level, but now I'm just generally shit and <laughs> seem to be playing it just go. to see people get angry because it is a guarantee. You, you have, you try and have fun, but the thing is... My personal favorite way to deal with it is to be slightly petty and overwordy. Like oh I've I've had multiple times where people are like, oh, this dude's so fucking bad, and I'm like, you know, thanks for your input. It really helps me improve. But seriously, what the it's fuck just, do you think is gonna do? <laughs> it's just like, especially like the one insult that I see most common now like people isn't like oh man you're autistic you're cancer yeah yeah no it's now oh example role differences you, you know oh different like it's they use diff bot or diff jungle or like they're jungle blaming, difference they're blaming someone else and going hey your bot was way better than ours so of course we couldn't do anything yeah it's like oh my god like it's just the like the amount of people that just seriously spend way too much time in this game complaining over little small things and then like oh like i took no shit i had a kaiser literally afk because i accidentally took a cs as a support i'm not even kidding i was in that game he's not even exaggerating like wait Wait, was that... Were you in the game when I was brand? Yes. Yeah, well, fucking... Oh, my God. We lost. Like, fu- 
Oh yeah, but like I said, I'm not good. I'm not claiming to be good at this game. I wasn't even good when I was comfortable with my like skill level. <laughs> yeah, but some I wasn't people good when take I was this. And now I'm worse. <laughs> yeah, some people take this game way too seriously. In a sense, like if it was ranked, then I can understand a little bit. A little bit. If you're like, oh come on, man, like you got to pick it up. That's that's understandable. But when it's like, oh my god, you died to that in my fucking promos. I'ma just feed now. Like the 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 mentality behind these people. Like I'm surprised they dress themselves in the morning. It's that it's that fucking like. Oh my god, you're ruining my perfect game. Nut, no, nut, no, fucking nut. No. I'm just going to feed. Or, fuck you, I'm going to just do my own thing. So have you had it's anything just... enjoyable happen this week? Between Final In... Fantasy and League, like, have you done anything um, fun? <laughs> I, I... Have? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, it's fun. It's also frustrating. So I started my uh, Dark Souls charity stream, my Dollars for Death charity stream thing. Um, fuck me, have I gotten rusty? <laughs> so, where is my Dark Souls two? I can get an idea as to when I last played Dark Souls. Uh, talking about rusty, I didn't play through Sekiro again. I'm like two achievements off, friggin' platinum. So it's it's now the 28th of november yeah the last time i played dark souls before my streams was october the 11th so it's almost it's it's close it's like one and a half months and the fucking rust is real like i'm sitting here i died to fucking the crystal sages three times already the crystal sages in dark souls 3 you know them i know them yeah they're the ones i've died to three times already i i could fucking do that boss fight without even like paying attention to like any of that shit like i could only just like brainlessly do it now i can't even fucking get like close to death on that one but i kind of i kind of think i fucked myself over in a sense because like the mechanic of Dark Souls 3 where to get full health you need to be embered mm-hmm. um, kind of sucks when you have no embers yeah and you haven't got a lot of health and you're using a fucking like great sword I've I've transferred from a fuck apparently I was using the Uchi Katana when because apparently I, yeah well like after I beat Dark Souls 2 Skull of the First Sins, like, final DLC, I pretty much started my campaign through of Dark Souls 3 with my character. Mm-hmm. And I got to uh, Vort the, of the Boreal Valley. Yeah. And I have honestly no recollection of getting the Uchi Katana, <laughs> not to mention, like, putting levels into dexterity to use it, not to mention upgrading it. <laughs> you just managed to blank out all of that. Like, I honestly can't remember doing any of that shit. It's not something I would do for Hannah Bongtana, but apparently I did, and I don't know why. 
because that's not what Hannah Pontana is. Hannah Bontana walks heavy and carries a big sword. Right now, like, I've corrected the course, so she walks a little bit heavy, but carries a fucking nice-looking sword, nice-looking big sword. But it's just fucking... She could carry a bigger sword, is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't want to use the great sword because I already used that in Dark Souls 2. So I'm using some fucking, like... Uh, it, it is a great sword but it doesn't look like a great sword but it has like a great sword move list mm. so yeah it says that um yeah i really need to get back into practice i'm up to like 14 deaths already and i haven't even gotten to the abyss watches <laughs> you're sitting there going i'm broke i can't afford to die this many I'm, times i am i am going to be broke by the end of it but like at the end of the game at the end of the, the run through then you know all that money will go to my my charity fundraising thing and i get to dye my hair pink and shit like that but other than that that's pretty much been my week i have one small thing in which i was quite happy about in which i fucking just straight up broke kotor 2 without even trying i didn't i didn't think this would happen but so knowing me mm-hmm. i decided to complicate a very simple task and i'm just like i'm just like i want because it's getting a lot hotter now i have an air conditioner in my bedroom but not in my room my computer so i brought a big tv into my room so i can stream my games to my laptop on the same network and play my games in the air conditioned room so uh set up my laptop and i wanted to play kotor 2 i'm currently running through but uh, I go to stream my game and it's like, oh, KOTOR 2 hasn't got any cloud saves. Like, well, KOTOR 2 has cloud saves. I just didn't know that. It just said, hey, look, you have no saves. And I went, the fuck? And I looked at all my settings and it said, yep, cloud saves enable. I'm like, fucking what is going on? So I decided to go, fuck it. I'm going to just trans- physically transfer my saves from my PC over to my laptop and just play it that way and once i loaded that save something fucking happened it it, so i loaded so my main character or my character in kotor 2 that's knights of the old republic star wars knights of the republic 2 uh is hannah bong tanner again hannah bong tanner is my creative character go-to which is hannah bong tanner and uh, ashton kushner for all you (laughs) folks out there and um (laughs) So yeah, Hannah Bong. So I load up the game, and no, it's not Hannah Bong Tanner. It's some fucking other guy. It's a guy for starters. (laughs) I went, no, what's going on here? This isn't my character. And then I look in my inventory screen, like my party screen, and the fucking display picture they have for the character isn't even the same display picture for the character. So I've got. I should have a short-haired Caucasian girl, Hannah Bontana. But my character model is a short-haired white guy who's naked. And my display picture is a short-haired black girl. (laughs) (laughs) With the description... With the description, something is broken. Something is very, very broken or some shit. I want to see if I can find it. Uh... I am broken, so very, very <laughs> broken. And 
I've, I've taken pictures of it and put it in our Discord, but there's a white guy who's apparently closer to the light side than fuck. Like, he's super on the light side. That's not Hannah Bongtana. Hannah Bongtana's a Sif, but uh, she's a sassy Sif. She's a super sassy... Oh, my God. Super sassy Sif. And Another I love Triple S styling. Yeah. Super sassy Sif. But not only that... I took a picture of a quest because I received an item, uh, a energy cell, which is like one of like three or four parts to create a lightsaber. So I've got the quest to like, hey, look, let's start building a lightsaber. You've got one part out of four. And I look into my inventory and I have a lightsaber equipped. <laughs> I'm like, huh? huh? Not only is the character wrong, not only is the display picture wrong, not only is my party missing, but I have a lightsaber <laughs> for some unknown reason. So, yes. And as soon as I took a couple steps in, it just crashes now. Can he so, why you don't manually change saves? But, like, that's the thing. I'm like, how the fuck am I meant to carry my saves? Apparently... And by apparently, like, no, this is actually the case. There's an option in your save file that says cloud saves. So when you go in game, there's like, hey, you can either save locally or you can save to a cloud by pressing Y. And I went, ah, and that fixed my problem. <laughs> that would have been good to know. Because <laughs> I looked up, it's like, yeah, it's got cloud save. Like people are like, yeah, KOTOR 2 has cloud saves. Right, but no one was you, telling me about- use them? Yeah, it's got cloud saves. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> It's already doing better than fucking Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 hasn't got cloud saves. So you yes, hate Dark Souls 2. Just, just, you just fucking hate it, don't you? What kind of spider is that? Looks like a crab. Welcome to Australia. So there's a spider on my roof. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's been my week. So uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 still going. Man, I fucking love Knights of the Old Republic 2. Like... It's probably one of the funnest Western RPGs I've played so far. Well, it's back when Be Bioware was in its prime. Because, like, I, I think I told this last week on the po uh, last week on a podcast, but, like, the story about the bodyguard... Not a bodyguard, the bouncer yeah, of, this, yeah. of this thing. And I'll like, kill him, go to the next one, hey, let me in. Nah, uh, i kill you too. Come back, new, new bouncer, hey, let me in. Hey, I'm just new here. I heard what you do, the other two guys, just go in. And he just runs away. So, like, that kind of freedom is pretty fucking cool. I like that. So, that's why I'm going for that. Um, still doing uh, my Dark Souls free charity stream. So, come along to that if you will it. And, ooh, next week, I'm actually taking days off for this. Halo Reach comes out. And I am excited. Yeah, I haven't felt this excited for Halo since Halo 3. I might even get and involved because nice. I've never played a Halo game other than a little bit Halo's... of Halo 1 multiplayer. Halo, I, I, I really love the Halo franchise. So like 1, 2, 3, Reach, 4. 4 is like the lowest on the rating scale for my Halo. But it's the lowest of the good ones. I, I enjoyed Halo 4. It had very... Um, scene, like, 
aspects of Halo 4 reminded me of Halo 3, like the like the big set pieces, the big fucking missions that make you feel cool and awesome and shit like that. I did hate some of the supporting characters because their motivations were dumb as shit. Like in Halo 4, this is one aspect. It's like, hey, look, there's this um guy who is trying he has a way of destroying every human in the in the galaxy okay now nah, just ignore him we're leaving no, no we we can kill him now <laughs> no nah, don't just 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 leave with us and like master chiefs is like um fuck you i'm gonna go kill him i'm like yeah that's that's fucking nice master chief stuff but then he's just fucking so bland like he's such a bad bad guy he's a terrible bad guy and he's just like ah oh, i don't i'm pissed off because i don't want the humans to get the mantle of knowledge or whatever the fuck it was and like it's like well fucking no they don't deserve it they're warmongering motherfuckers who are killing our race and it's like well it wasn't our decision it came from the higher ups and it's just like i don't care and it's like we're well, just gonna lock you in a cage from now on and that was that and then it's like i was stuck in a cage for a while now i can kill all the humans oh i am defeated and the final boss fight was pretty meh but now we know now it's as much it was fanfic before it is now canon that master chief does want to fuck cortana You're speaking words that just make me want to slap somebody. <laughs> like, as much as, like, Marsh Chief's like, no, nah, I like this AI, he's emotionally scarred that she's gone. Like, how you people, would think a big man... Close friends without wanting oh, to Oh, no. <laughs> Cortana's like, oh, man, I've been wanting to touch you for so long. And Master Chief's just like, don't go and she's like i have to john and he's like i'm upset now and that's it but yeah so uh i didn't finish halo 5 because holy shit that is terrible but apparently cortana becomes like a super fucking like hey i'm i'm now like the ai of this thing and uh I can kill whoever I want. So, uh, join me. And, you, and since you're being the good guys, you're like, no, don't do that. She goes, well, I guess I'll get rid of you guys. And then he's like, oh, it's, this is the definition of a fucking domestic abusive relationship. Because she keeps hurting our Master Chief and yet he keeps coming back. It's crazy. Someone needs to yeah. call counselling. Someone needs to call counselling. Where's my fucking stand... Mm, I'm probably not going to finish that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. It's like... Oh, man. I I was going through editing of our Star Wars footage the other day. This one's towards you, J- uh, Jaden. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing this a thing, and I just... I can't remember what set me off. I was like, just because you wear cat ears doesn't make you a cat. And it's instantly just go, 
oh wow that got real political real quick and then we spend like the next minute just cacking ourselves laughing over the fact so you look forward to that in our Star Wars playthrough but yeah that's been my week oh cool so now um this is not really much news but a fucking it's what's that German term where happiness and the misfortune of others Yes. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Google Stadia is just giving me the best Schadenfreude experience I've had in a while. Because that thing is just destined to fail and is failing. All right. For this to be perfect, the most ironic idea of a match made in heaven... Google Stadia needs to release Fallout 76 on Stadia. And then it's, it's done. Pro- prophecy fulfilled. Like, we can all pack up our bags because nothing's going to fuck up that big ever again. Ever. In the history of Dota, is it ever going to fuck up that bad? Because, all right, when we last reported on Stadia, shit was pretty fucked. People didn't get codes. People's Stadia's didn't work. I watched this... Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel. It was a post, wasn't uh, it? It was a something post. No, no. It was a YouTube video, I think, done by... Uh, I want to see if it's Gaming Nexus. Hold up. Let me just uh, look at this. Gaming Nexus. Um... Yes, it is. So it's Gaming Nexus. Uh, where's the fucking video that I saw? Because uh, they got... Where is it? Uh, Google Stadia review as a real consumer. Bad setup and no code. So basically they got Google Stadia to review it. Mm. And they couldn't. Because they still hadn't received their Google Stadia code it doesn't work because they can't use it. There's no code to launch it. Now, this is where shit gets so fucking juicy. I'm talking milk from the cow's teat juicy. So, according to reports, you need to to buy games, and I think to activate Google Stadia, you need to use the Google Stadia app. Now, uh, I don't fucking understand why, but the Google Stadia app only seems to be working on the Google Pixel. Doesn't seem to work on any other phones but the Google Pixel. Now I don't, I don't have the Stadia app, and I'll, I'll see if I can even download it to, to fucking get its uh, reassurance to see if, if this is the case. But uh, so you can't buy games or turn on your Stadia unless you have or know someone with a google pixel perfect so intended this is a very niche market they're catering towards like incredibly niche market yep uh you can't get the google the the stadia app on my samsung s10 and if you can't get it on one of the latest mobiles on the market today then it, by the looks of it, you can only get the Google Stadia app 
on the fucking Google Pixel. Now, that's a fucking joke in itself. All right? But at the same time, you are able... Because you have to get it through the Play Store. So let's see if I can find it. Uh, Google Stadia Play Store. So the Play Store has... Um, it, it tells you how many times it's been downloaded. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that's... Oh, oh no. Riveting yeah, conversation. it's straight up. It's straight up incompatible. It is. Just don't you, try. Yeah, no, like I'm looking at the website and this is the website version of the Play Store. It says, this app is incompatible with all of your devices. I have two Samsungs registered, which is my S10 and S7, and a fucking, what was that? A, the Hawaii phone? Yeah, Hawaii H- phone. Hawaii. I thought you were about to say a fucking Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Not even that could resurrect this at this point. <laughs> So, um, usually we don't get sales numbers on consoles because, like, until they're really big. Because obviously, big don't dick flex. Get, yeah. Um, but since Google Stadia is on the Play Store, it shows you how many uh, downloads there's been. Mm. To which, on the on the store, it just comes up with. 100,000 plus. Now, as a major console or a major release for something of this caliber and size, that's not to have to have like just oh, I'm going to say just over 100,000 um is an abysmal failure. The Ouya, I want to see the Ouya. Isn't that that fucking oh. boomerang? Yeah. No, no, no. That's the fucking. Hold up. YouTube sales. Um, I can't remember the name. All right. Holy shit. So. Apparently, in the first two years of the Ouya, sold one million units. So that's the first two years. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, Stadia's not been out for long. We can we can give yeah, it the no. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but it's uh, all downhill from gonna, here. I'm not gonna, but we can. So this <laughs> is the thing. I don't even think Stadia's going to get close to a million because the way that it's been handled, like you have. So the other, so one of the major thing is the Chromecasts that are running Stadia are overheating and bricking. Like the Chromecast, which is only meant, it's literally just streaming a video. The Chromecast can't even do that. Is it is burning up and have in literally destroying people's Chromecast unit due to overheating, just streaming gaming video. So and that's that is without getting into the input lag and all of those issues. Oh fucking. It, the input lag the worst part about the input lag is that um 
I was listening to the uh, a podcast, the Castle Zoopies podcast, and they're um, talking about a single GIF in which uh, someone at the Washington Post was doing a Stadia review. And this GIF was of the guy playing Destiny 2 on like the Washington Post's internet, which has like 900 megabits down and 700 megabits up. See, so, yeah, that it's is pretty good. That's it's, fucking, it's better than ours. That's better. It shits. It makes us look worse than fucking dial-up. To be like, fair, it to be shits. fair, we are in Australia. Yeah, I know. But like in Australia, we have like at best a hundred megabits up, and probably fifty megabits down. No, no hundred megabits down, uh, fifty up. So. This internet is sh- like this is like probably prime internet to test the stadia on with 700 down. No, it was like 900 down and 700 up. And he was playing Destiny 2 on the computer. So you will see him press the jump button and he will throw his hands up to be like, ta da! And you'll see the character jump like probably half a second after he's pressed the space bar. All right, pretty bad for like a first person shooter. And then he would then press the space, the jump button again, like straight afterwards, throw his hand up, wait a second and a half, and then the character jumps. So the issue isn't so much the input latency, it's the inconsistency of the input latency. The latency by itself was pretty horrendous though. Yes, but when, like, like we used to play League of Legends on American servers, so we had like a ping of like 150 to I'd say 300, and so we had to deal with that latency. We got used to it because the latency was consistent. But just imagine playing a league game where the latency, where you fucking press your ability, and half a second later your ability activates, and then you press your ability. And then two seconds later, the ability activates. Yeah, like, well, you can't get used to that. Way worse than yeah. So, the input latency for the stadium is inconsistent. Chromecasts are actually fucking dying trying to stream this. Uh, people didn't get code, so it's just fucking just a block of hardware that's not doing anything. Uh, what else is there? Uh, there was something else I was going to say about the stadium. That's right. So they were doing a Samurai Showdown uh, match uh, using Google Stadia's... Uh, basically, the Google Stadia server thing. So in the same... So two people were using Google Stadia and playing the game. Like, it was like a... Land- I can't remember how they did it. I know I've already I, I, given I, my thoughts on how the Google Stadia wouldn't work on something that requires... So so it gets worse because the two people demonstrating the game uh, is going through the Google Stadia servers. So if you think about it, the only thing that the Google Stadia is streaming is the video. Technically, the connection between the two people is right in the same server. Yeah, like they're in the same server. It's local. Yeah. But they are still getting inconsistent input latency. So how the fuck do you manage that? When you have two people playing in a in the same server room, 
but still have input latency, inconsistent input latency. You ask for your fucking money back. That's how you deal with it. Oh, fucking... The most hilarious thing is, like, this... The the Stadia um, troubleshooting issues were blowing up on the Stadia's Reddit saying, hey, look, my, my fucking Stadia crashed multiple times. It feels like it's on fire. It's fucking... It sounds like it's going to explode. What the fuck's going on? And Google came back saying, hey, look, this seems to be a very... No, no, not a common issue. Quite the opposite. This seems to be a very um, rare issue. Only few people are having it. And then the fucking thread just blows up with people saying, no, my Stadia feels like it came from hell. (laughs) My fucking, my Chromecast feels like it's about to fucking blow up. It's crashed on me so many times today, et cetera, et cetera. Because when it overheats, it just like cuts off. Straight up. As, because, as the safety feature does. As the safety feature does. But if you do that too too often, like it heats up too often, it just starts damaging the motherboard. Because, like, obviously, it will cut off at a certain temperature to prevent damage. But if you're constantly playing it and it constantly gets cut off, you're constantly keeping it at that temperature before the cutoff and it just damages the motherboard. So Google came out saying this is a rare issue. And then everyone's you know, like, no, probably, no, it is not. And everyone's like, no, it's not. It's a fucking common issue. What the fuck are you guys on about? So yeah, the Stadia just seems to be a fucking gem. Yeah, I thought, like, I thought Fallout 76 was the gift that keeps on giving. But fucking Christmas came twice this year, boys. We have Fallout 76 and the Stadia. Well, 76, I mean, if you want to go back and look at some of our... If if you want to go back and look at our other podcasts, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think we I don't think it was me called it. who called it again. No, we, this trust me, was going to be shit. We, we all called it. I don't yeah, think I know we any all of us. It. No one called it to this extent, but holy shit, we all called it. We all knew it was going to be fucking garbage because like. So the stadium. I'm not relies- saying that all of us are sitting here as the prophets of doom, but. <laughs> Uh, maybe voice before you but stadia was yeah. a failure and all your games are gotcha yeah stadia <laughs> was a failure all your games are gotcha uh share us around with some other people who you know like to make big stupid purchases and we'll call them idiots for you yeah <laughs> and personalized message for five dollars we'll put ourselves on fiverr <laughs> yep but yeah like uh, the, yeah. as i said like stadia just need to go we've collaborated with bethesda to bring you fallout 76 <laughs> And I am just gonna rip off my shirt, bottle it down a vodka, down a bottle of vodka, and just celebrate the worst thing to happen in gaming history since ET on the Nintendo system. You know what? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna actually back this one. It's gonna happen. Fallout well, 76 on the Stadia. On Stadia. Like, Merry Christmas. It's just gonna be a fucking field day if that shit happens to be fair well, honestly, this, at this we'll, point we'll Bethesda shoot. is probably sitting we will, there going well Fallout 76 can't get any worse we will Fuck shoot it. a music video <laughs> <laughs> we will shoot a music video to all of us dancing to it's raining men have fun with that and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have fucking like Microsoft Sam just go it's raining stadia <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> it's raining stadia amen <laughs> 
and oh, as and as we are, and as we are dancing out in the street, just have all those Google Stadia subscriptions falling around us. <laughs> just constant falling. Google Play cards. Hold up, what was that? So I was pointed to a Twitter by the uh, Castle Super Beast as well, called. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. What that happened? can't be it. That can't be a real Twitter account. <laughs> So I've been following a uh, Twitter called Stadia Works. So it's like Stadia Works. Don't believe the haters. Uh, here is a. Oh my god! <laughs> it's getting good. It's oh, this is from three hours ago. I'm not saying the Stadia is perfect. It's far from perfect, and I wish Google done a better job. But the main thing is, me go back to the platform is low latency. So for me, a majority of users, Stadia is a cheap, affordable way of gaming, especially for next gen. Like that sounded like you read it like an absolute retard. I read it word for word. Yeah, I but had no, to stop I'm actually, I I'm can... like, yeah, it's the fucking. I'm I'm here. I'm reading it as well. Is it no? You read that word for word fucking it makes me go back to when platform. people are trying to trash stadia and use the word latency laughing face emoji google the only company have gotten latency low enough to make games like destiny 2 playable experience so please stop talking trash thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> anyway so stadia works fucking twitter absolute fucking hilarious has about a thousand followers it's following 39 things um he is also following a, a fucking what looks to be um I don't know if this is just a someone a troll account but the name of the account is Stadia Master Race that that's a troll account can I pull you guys up and ask if we can get back to a topic yes we well, the we main to talk about Yes! Like, oh, holy shit. I just finished a hardcore gaming session on the Stadia and it was that destructive. I'm in hospital. Oh my god, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, so Stadia's a fucking joke. But, until our main topic tonight is. Drumroll, please. Not the news, but the Game Awards. So, the Game Awards is happening soon. That is happening on the 12th. Uh, yeah. yeah hopefully this podcast goes up before then. <laughs> maybe. 12th? Oh, fuck. Uh, that's like two weeks away, so maybe. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, the uh, Gaming Awards are coming up. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for this Gaming Awards because there's fucking news left, right, and center about, hey, the apparently leaks are coming out saying Resident Evil 3 Remake might be announced or something like that. So that's the only reason I'm excited. But uh, tonight's podcast, we'll be looking at the categories of uh, game awards and, and we look at the games, then the games in them. We'll be and giving which ones our we opinions. We'll give our opinions for the current lineup and which ones we'll be voting for to win. So uh, I say we can get right into it. So I yep. hope you have your fucking game your game awards fucking thing up there because we're going to start off starting off with game of the year now i feel 
I, I, from a look of it, I feel the lineup is a bit lackluster. But at the, the same the lineup time, is entirely the, lackluster. Like, I, who the now, fuck let Super Smash Bros. Ultimate onto this list? Now, now think of it this. How many good games were actually released this year? Quite Not a few, many. Actually. No. I think there was Name, quite a few. I, I can't list any. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> when you think about it, I think this year wasn't fantastic for game releases. Although, see, like... Think, to a- the thing is, I think a lot of them... There were a lot of good games released this year, but I wouldn't put them as game of the year. Like... The super top shelf stuff, I'm not sure too many either. Like Code Vein. Code Vein's awesome fun, but I wouldn't say, you know. Game of the year, yeah. And the, yeah. I think there's been now, a lot of games come out like that where they're good, there, but they're, they're there good. There is a game great, which I would consider my game of the year, but it's not in the game of the year category, which is unfortunate because I would have fucking clicked on that in a heartbeat. But yeah, so the game of the year. Recognize for game recognized games that deliver the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So we have Control done by Remedy and Five of Five Games. We have Death Stranding done by Kojima Productions and Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, Resident Evil Two remake done by Capcom. And Capcom. And Capcom. <laughs> uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice done by From Software, published by Activision. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, made, done by Sora, Banco Namkai, and published by Nintendo, and The Outer Worlds, made by Obsidian. No, published by Obsidian and made by Private Division, or other way around? I, I think Private Division is the publisher. Mm. But yeah, so there are uh, six games. Now, looking at this list, I don't see how Outer Worlds or Control made it in. Yeah, these are good games, mind you, but I wouldn't even put them as anywhere close to game of the year material. They shouldn't be on the list. Neither should Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I I have seen a little bit of Outer World stuff, but I'm trying to avoid it, so Mm. I avoid seeing much of it. And I've seen literally nothing of Control. Like I've probably seen a trailer at some point, but so Control is my point is i can't give a judge i can't judge it at all so like for me control is a good creative game technically no nothing fantastic outer wilds uh creative the probably first third of it yes the two thirds of it no technically no not even close actually a little bit close because it is actually no it's not close because if you think about it uh, the Outer Worlds is basically what Fallout is, but the way that the Outer Worlds gets around doing the same thing, but without the bugs, is that it puts all the levels in self-contained areas. So the difference between Fallout and Outer Worlds is Fallout is just one constant world, where Outer Worlds is just a lot of self-contained areas to make it feel like Though a bigger that's, world. That's a side effect of splitting things into different planets. A yeah, bunch of games thing, have done but, that, and it's not. You know, I'm, I'm saying that's how itself. they get around having something like Fallout, but without the technical and mass amount of bugs, because the the world is not constant. It doesn't have to worry about geometry or the geometry of different items and all the bug technicalities between like 
things that shouldn't even interact with each other shit like that like that's the main issue with fallout's world is that since it's so vast and open it has so many things like it's got to be like okay fucking we have to worry about the physics the, outside the of fucking moving, vault 51 the more moving all parts the, way. the more things can yeah. break yeah so that's how outer worlds gets behind it but at the same time uh i've heard like i played probably about three hours of it and the writings i think outer worlds from what we've seen we can't really give a judge one way or the other just because we haven't seen Mm. enough yeah well the thing is like from what i've heard like the first third of the game is amazing like brilliant writing lots of shit and as the game progresses it gets worse and worse and worse to the point where the ending is just disappointing in a sense because it almost feels like not anything you've done hasn't really equaled up to the ending that it actually happens. But so, like, they, they put in creative and technical fields. So, uh, Sekiro, definitely creative. Technically... Well, Sekiro um, was good. It was a tight game. Yeah, it was good. But no, was no, like, technically... It was a tight game. There wasn't actually that many... Sure, there were bugs, but every game has bugs. But there really wasn't. No, I'm that talking many. like in the fields of technical, like in the technical aspects. Like, did it do anything technically impressive? Which I I can't really think of it because it's essentially the same engine, same formula, but with different gameplay mechanics. Yes, like with your as, as what your gameplay mechanics so like the little yeah, um, grappling hook wait what are you talking about the same gameplay what are you comparing it to so i'm comparing it to dark souls 3 and uh bloodborne so they fundamentally disagree with you and the reason for that is the same you know you've got the same bonfire system um you know the same same kind of system with uh picking up your lost actually i don't think you pick up your lost stuff you just lose half of it yeah you just but that's, lose what, half that's what i'm saying i'm saying like... how bloodborne was to dark souls where like there is technical differences but you know it's a from software game you know it's that formula of game yeah but it, that's it what i'm also talking about mix it up significantly more than yeah that's what that's what bloodborne did bloodborne is a more faster sort of like it's not the same gameplay as a Dark Souls. Like, you can't be slow. You get rewarded for being more aggressive, that sort of stuff. But when you're playing it, you know you know the feeling of playing it is from Dark Souls 3. Like, when you play Sekiro, when I play Sekiro, I, the feeling I get is Bloodborne. Like, it's a very Bloodborne sort of feel to it. Even though, like, you're not really hacking and slashing it's more about parry times it's more about stamina gauges and shit like that that is the new mechanics it implements but technically it's not like standing out to me from a technical aspect it doesn't stand out to but me but the thing it doesn't need to stand out it does what it set out to do and it does you know no, really, i'm not, I'm not really saying well. i'm not saying that's bad i'm saying like for the category of game of the year it says it, it has the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Create, as I said, from a creative 
like standpoint i like sekiro it's definitely something different and it actually plays off like the mythology of like your feudal japan stuff like fucking giant roosters yeah and and from a technical <laughs> side the stuff they do input uh, the new stuff they do put in works well the game all works tightly together like i said it doesn't push the technical side so much it pushes its creative side but the technical side is just well down well done and sitting there as a foundation working together i also know i'm biased towards this game i fucking loved it and it's one of my favorite games this year easily and out of everything on this list it's the one i'd vote for hmm. that but i can I would understand also argue that it deserves its place on the list You reckon yeah. this is how people actually pick the list and not just go, you know what I really had fun with this year? This game. Fuck you. Because I, I, I feel like that's a lot of the this argument. So instead of going I- instead of going through and telling people why we don't why games should not be on the list, because honestly, who gives a fuck? Uh, we just tell them the game we pick and why we believe it's there because we're coming up to a, we're just over an hour and a half of this podcast. So, yeah, time to fucking speedwagon this shit. Oh, speedwagon. So, yeah, obviously my pick was Resident Evil 2. As the biases aside, I can argue from its creative and technical standpoint in which, one, the engine is a technical marvel. How the game handles a third-person shooter within this engine is absolutely amazing. Um, so, when we when we come down to, like, my main concern with Resident Evil 2 being an overshot, over-the-shoulder um, third-person shooter is that being able to aim at zombies' heads just completely negates difficulty. You shoot a zombie in the head, it's dead. Simple as that. But the way they work about this is the zombies are actually incredibly durable and especially with the free the free layered meshed zombies so you have a skin mesh a decayed mesh and then a like gore mesh so all the zombies have three layers of mesh onto where you have the skin which you see and then you have a skin underneath it which is decayed a decayed mesh so like uh they'll have zombies with like you know arms coming off and all that sort of shit and then underneath that mesh you also have a gore mesh which is basically like the blood and guts underneath the skin and all that sort of decay like beneath the decayed flesh so having zombies with that is also like pretty fucking cool but the fact that they able they were able to balance the game in such a way by adding the durability like parts plus percentage chance because if you shoot a zombie in the head it's like okay they're still coming at you but like there is also like a percentage chance to deal like extra damage to a certain body so let's say 10 percent chance to shoot the blow up a head so if i shot a head there's a one in 10 bullet chance that head's going to explode same thing with the arms like you can completely shoot off like the arms and legs of zombies just to get around them so like but it also comes down to a time management and resource that being said they also introduced um i would say the gunpowder system from resident evil 3 like the original resident evil 3 in which you're able to mix different gunpowders together to create different ammunitions but also gunpowder is not an easy thing to find whereas in resident evil 7 you just mix gunpowder with i think fucking chem fluid 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But to turn such a schlock story, like we know the Resident Evil 2 story, we did a playthrough on our channel, to turn that schlock plot into something more up to date, I didn't think was going to be done well. Like, you guys know how I feel about Sherry in the f- in Resident Evil 2. I you fucking hate Sherry. Hate, hate Sherry with a passion. Yes, yes. The Resident Evil 2 remake got me to care about Sherry. And I'm like, I did not think that was possible. I paid someone to tell my followers how much I hated Sherry. And I have that video on my computer somewhere. somewhere. But, uh, somewhere. Basically calling Sherry a walking trash can. <laughs> but uh, the fact, like, the story, it keeps within the same spirit of the original Resident Evil 2 while also bringing it up to date is exactly what uh, the Resident Evil 1 remake, HD remake, did with Resident Evil 1. And I think they just knocked it out of the park with Resident Evil 2 remake. Like, it is... The only thing that I can I will complain about for Resident Evil 2 is a very minor thing and a very major thing. Mm-hmm. The minor thing is, hey, look, when... Like, in the original Resident Evil 2, if you've used an item to its full usefulness, it will ask you, do you want to get rid of it? Yes, fuck off with that shit. I'm not keeping keys. What do you think? I'm some warden? No. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, that option is completely gone. Like... If you used an item completely to its usefulness, the fuck is that a jet ski flying at my house? What? <laughs> Something happened. But um, yeah, if you use an item to its full usefulness, it will just have like a red tick in the item inventory. It won't let you know that it's just no longer useful. So you had to sort of pay attention to the inventory. I kind of just like that. Major issue I had was the zapping system. So the zapping system in Res- the original Resident Evil 2 is you could play Leon A you'll get Claire, a scenario Claire B. So those two stories work in tandem. Same as if you do Claire A, you'll get Leon B. Same thing works in tandem. You technically get four different campaigns. Mm-hmm. In Resident Evil Remake 2, you get the same campaign regardless who you start with. If you start with Claire and do Leon B, Leon B's scenario is exactly the same as Leon A just in the different other yeah right so like if i do leon b and claire b like leon a and claire b they'll both start in different positions and that story be in tandem yeah we're, thing we're is, saying in the in the remake there is no a and b there's just claire's story and leon's story depending on which yeah, in the remake it's first. just claire's story and leon's story there may be some different aspects to it, very minor aspects, but you fight the same bosses, you go through the same puzzles, you do the same shit over again, regardless what you do. Uh, so, like, so the game has taken the canonical order for Resident Evil 2 is Claire A, Leon B, and they've done that the same thing, but in Claire A, you'll fight William Birkin, in Leon B, you'll fight uh, Mr. X. And the remake. If you're Claire, you will always fight William Birkin. If you're Leon, you'll always fight Mr. X. Where in the original Resident Evil 2, you can have Claire fight Mr. X. You can have Leon fight fucking William Birkin. And you can mix it up and around. But they missed out something majorly for this. Like, even though they said there was no zapping system, they are still technically correct because there's no difference. 
But those are my only two minority complaints for Resident Evil 2. And that's why I voted Resident Evil 2 for Game of the Year. And I hope it gets it because they deserve it. Someone at Capcom leads to, leads to let them know that Resident Evil 2 is a fucking gem. <clears throat> but Alex, what about you? Resident Evil 2. I had a lot of fun playing it. The end. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. One thing I don't understand is Death Stranding in Game of the Year. As much as, as creative and technically it's good, it's not for everyone. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't need to be for everything. <clears throat> yes, it's not for everyone, but it's an exceptional technical and creative endeavor. So I think it deserves its spot even though it's I just don't it's think it's going to win. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't I, think it, it gets in there, but I just don't think it's going to win at all. I don't think it's going to win because of its split reception. However, it definitely yeah. deserves its spot. Yeah. So, so next action game for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. We have Apex Legends, made by Respawn, published by EA. Astral Chain, made by Platinum, published by Nintendo. Modern Warfare, made by Infinity Ward, published by Activision. Devil May Cry 5, published and directed by, developed by Capcom. Gears of War 5, made by The Coalition, produced, published by X, uh, Xbox. And Metro Exodus, made by 4A Games, published by Deep Silver. Alright, so I'm I'm going to input my, my input on this one first. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't vote for Apex Legends. And I haven't played any of the others. So that's my input. Alright. Uh. So I mean, that's fair. If anything, Apex doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's more. I've seen Apex was decent. It was fun, but it didn't uh, uh, get me for too long. And I've seen enough of like Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry, and Metro Exodus and Astral Chain that I know that if I tried them out, I'd enjoy them more than I did Apex. So I wouldn't vote for Apex because I know that the others, I'd enjoy the others more, but I can't make an argument for them because I've never played them. Alright. Well, for me, Dev May Cry 5. There is absolutely no competition here. Dev May Cry 5 is single-handedly the best game action game in this list. And I think it deserves a spot on the Game of the Year list, but since it didn't make it, it's definitely getting my action game of the year. Like, that game is just front-to-back quality. Fun experience the entire time. Just straight-up solid gameplay. Um, story's a bit fan servicey, but still fairly cool. And as I said, I just can't get enough of Devil May Cry 5. I like Devil May Cry 5 more than I do the Resident Evil 2 remake. It is my number one game of the year. <laughs> like, I can't get enough of Devil May Cry 5. But uh, Apex Legends, yeah, I do not see why this is on the list. It is, as an action game... Uh, it's like saying Fortnite's an action game. It's not, but live your dream. Well, it live is by definition. The entire game is action. Yeah, I know, but like, does it deserve to be on the action game list? Well, honestly, I don't think it's, Apex it's Legend does. Honestly, not. it's there probably as the best current multiplayer action game. Yeah, but Apex there's a category Legends for that. There's a category is... for that. Apex Legends no, is a fucking is not 
watch the McCall game. The best game, game the action genre focused primarily on combat. There's nothing there that states it's a single player game. The fact, fucking, you all forgetting the point here. Apex Legends is a fucking, uh, what is it? What was that genre called? What PUBG was it? Last Man oh, Standing, one versus one hundred. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah, it's a battle royale game. It should not be on this list, giving the rest of the fucking uh, other entries on this list. Astral Chain is on the list. Devil May Cry 5 is on the list. Metro Exodus, Gears 5, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and Apex Legends should not be on this list. Games that should be on this list is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> uh, Code Vein, and generally anything else that is a action game where the genre is primarily Sekiro. focused on combat. Yeah, and Sekiro, Sekiro should also be Sekiro here. Sekiro deserves to be on the action game list more than yes. Apex well, Legends. Well, I, I read further down, Sekiro is on the next one, the action adventure section, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically saying Sekiro is an adventure game. It's an action adventure. See, yeah, but it's not on the action game action list and for action only, where the only focus is action. Apex. I, I don't know about you, but uh... and honestly, it is a good game. There's a reason it's become it's shot up in popularity so quickly, and even though it did die off, it's still a popular game. I, it doesn't surprise relatively. It doesn't I mean, well, Fortnite. It's better so than what, Fortnite, and so what is that's your a very low what's bar to cross. Alex, what's your vote? Devil May Cry 5. I am happy that Astral Chain is on here, though. Yeah, I, I will give Astral Chain an honorable mention because fucking the soundtrack mixed with the combat is, like, really nice. Oh, yeah. All right, so now on to the action-adventure game. We have Borderlands, made by Gearbox, produced by 2K, Control, made by Remedy, produced... No... Yeah, made by Remedy, published by Five Five. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Resident Evil 2, made and published by Capcom. Zelda, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, made by Grezzo, published by Nintendo. And Sekiro Shadows of Twice, made by From Software, published by Activision. Now, Jayden. the description for this, for the best action-adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Mm -hmm. Now, because of that, I would actually say, personally... I would drop Death Stranding off this one. It's not an action game. You can't argue. It has action elements. It is not an action game. I would not even say it's an action adventure game. That's not. Yeah, the, the point. UPS simulator is, is right. not a is not a fucking punchy punchy game. All right. Well, name your thing, and then we'll fuck you up with some beautiful truth. <laughs> Sekiro. Yes. Well, like I said, it's it's my it's been my favorite. Yeah, and it was my choice yeah. in game of the year. But action adventure. See, see the above points raised. Yeah, and it's a good action adventure game. Like because of its Spider-Man s grappling hook shit that it's doing, as well as still got you know the secret areas from other FromSoft games, and you know the the even the puzzle aspect of because you know certain things having certain weaknesses and. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I can understand like that. Like, if you go into the dream, which is an optional area, you can find a fire. You can find a firecracker tool. No, not a firecracker tool. A uh, flamethrower tool. Getting that frightens red-eyed enemies like the chained ogre, which is one of the big hard walls in the early game. Yeah, surprisingly, you know, there are paths around a lot of things. It's a difficult game, but like I said, above points raised. But I do think yeah. it deserves. I just went and looked down the list and I'm upsetting spaghetti about something but we'll get to that later we'll get to that later I think it definitely me, deserves got... to win action adventure 
I'm happy it's in Game of the Year, but I'm not certain, and I would vote for it, but I'm not certain it will, but I think it deserves the action-adventure. Alright, so my vote goes to Death Stranding. Now hear me out here, alright? I know you've I played can... a lot further forward than we have on the channel. I've almost beaten the game. And the the one thing that I vote, the main reason why I voted for this in the action adventure title is because for an action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Now, combat isn't in combat and death training isn't just shoot gun thing. Combat is also the BTs. It is the adventure and and a uh, tra- traversal comes into the world itself. Now, the world is a fucking technical marvel because the amount of detail in that world is just fucking crazy because this is not a randomly generated world. No, this was everything was put there. So, the pro- the puzzle solving doesn't come into like traditional puzzles. It comes into I need to get over there and there is a fucking mount vesuvius in my way how the fuck am i gonna do that so all right you need a plan i'm going to take these ladders i'm going to take this that and everything else and this is how i'm going to traverse this mountain to get to my destination the puzzle solving and the puzzle and problem solving comes in conquering the world or conquering the landscape and beating it by using you know like planning ahead with your items and just making making it work in a sense now as boring as like i need to go here for here to drop this shit off i find entertainment in finding a way through the world see the current playthrough that i'm doing right now not for the channel is on an account that's offline so i'm getting zero help from everybody else i'm not getting any extra ladders put in i'm not getting bridges put in everything that i have done is from my resource management from me figuring out what i need to do to get across through here and the game gives you plenty of things to go all right this is the challenge i'll be facing now i just got to figure out a way of doing it and that's what i love about death training so much secondly um like going through the world isn't just i need to get from here to here by using ladders and stuff there's also your hazards you have mules which are enemies that will track you down to steal your shit there are bts which means like hey look if i wanted to take a truck through here i fucking can't because it's going to alert bts and it's going to cause a void out so you have to it's almost like you have to improvise on the fly with what you have and that's that next level of problem solving on top of your problem solving and it's so satisfying the action set pieces in this game there are some but not enough to call it an action game definitely not enough to call an action game but the action set pieces so far i'm just like holy shit that was fun like the game even knows that you will say holy shit that was fun by going do you want to do it again (laughs) you just go to this menu and choose to do it again whenever you feel like I'm like you're damn right I'm going to because that was actually fun so that's why I put Death Stranding as my action adventure game of the year because 
the combining combat comes with the BTs and the mules on your path. The traversal and puzzle solving comes with the world itself. It, it, I think it perfectly encapsulates what an action adventure game is, but less on the action, more on the adventure. But both are still there. But if you, how can I put it? If you go into, obviously, if you go into Death Stranding focused on the action, you're going to be disappointed. And I know people are disappointed. But, like, at the same time, the game never really advertised itself as an action game, if you think about it, because all the promotional material, all the gameplay material that came out before the game's release, there was barely any combat. And it is a Kojima game in which he did the Metal Gear series, which is like primarily stealth espionage, but also a bit of combat. That's how I would treat death stranding there is combat just don't focus you if you focus solely on the combat aspect of it you're gonna have a bad time so that's why action adventure is death stranding for me but alex tell me why it's your vote is the legend of zelda's link awakening uh it's not actually (laughs) my vote is secure shadows die twice fair enough that's fair enough for reasons listed above yeah reasons listed above all right well, we'll move on to art direction. Now. For outstanding creativity and technical achievement in artistic design and animation. We have Control Again, made by Remedy, published by 505. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Inter- uh, Interactive Entertainment. Gris, made by Nomad Studios, published by Devolver. Sayonara Wild Hearts, made by Simogo, published by Annapurna. Sekiro Shadow of Twife, made by From Software, published by Activision, and a Legend of Z- The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, made by Grizo and Nintendo. What is your choice for this one, Jaden? So, um, I'm not going to say it's Shadows Die Twice, but it's Shadows. No, <laughs> I'm going to make the opposite argument that I just made. Sekiro had an awesome art direction. It, it mm-hmm. really did, and it did that whole Japanese mythology. That giant fucking snake mm-hmm. is the one thing that stands out when I'm thinking about this, but the whole way they evoked the mythology of that era worked, and the animations yeah. are clean. You know, when you're doing the parrying and bashing on someone else's brain, that feels like a real... You know, it feels real, if you yeah. get what I mean. It's great, but I wouldn't put it in here for art direction even though even despite how good it is just because i feel like there are such great other pieces like death stranding from and this is also the argument i'd make against the action adventure is that it is an adventure with some action elements but even the action elements are an artistic choice yeah so is that your vote or is it not my vote would probably be death stranding now out of the ones, out of the ones here, I haven't seen much of Control. Grace and uh, mm-hmm. Gris and Sayonara Wild Hearts both look fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have mentioned Just Shapes and Beats, but I just realised that came out last year. So, <laughs> yes, Death Stranding. So yeah, so my vote. Death Stranding. Um, All right. With so, s- mm-hmm. 
I want to put Sakira second, but I'd say Sakira would be third behind Greece. Gris. Uh, that game looks really, really pretty. So my vote went to Sayonara Wild Hearts because holy shit is an experience. It's like an interactive album. Like, how can I put it? It is combat involved, but it's basically like you. the albums are the enemies. So like there's a well, kind of like the out al- the bands are the enemies and you sort of fight them on like a fucking motorcycle like just the art direction and how the music blends in with the art as well as the combat as well as the bait like the basic flow of how the game works is just so good the little the little bit i've seen of um the little bit of scene of wild hearts looks fucking amazing yeah it really it's does. fucking great now gonna do the same with my thing and say death training probably shouldn't be in this because i can only take so much of hands and hands being strands and strands being hands before i go okay i fucking get it kojima all right hands are your your deal hand handy hand jobs from jeff that's all you need like ah like artistically the world is phenomenal but in a that's in a technical standpoint not a creative standpoint in art or artistic design because everything is just on the nose like do you get this like it's not a lot to the imagination yeah but that's kojima's style everything is everything is in your face yeah that man, that man is he's a, been always, a brick through the he's window. He's always been the one to lay his cars on the table and be like, it's about this. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what about yours and why is it The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening? It's, again, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, what is this? Art direction. Um, I actually don't have one for this list because I didn't feel that anyone's was particularly standout. Like, I didn't play Greece or Sayonara Wild Hearts, but from what you tell me, I should definitely check them out because I like fucking pretty art house games. Uh, Sekiro did not stand out in the art department. Death Stranding did not stand out in the art department. Control definitely did not stand out in the art department. And I just find The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening visually repulsive. (laughs) It is, isn't it? I absolutely detest that it's style. So I do not have a vote for this one here. So I will be giving an honorable mention instead. And that honorable mention will go to um, Breeders of the Nephilim Alpha. Oh, yeah, because that is... Again. (laughs) You've been playing poor games. We can tell. Actually, actually, no. Actually, what year... Oh, no, that actually... Did that release this year? What? Breeders? Yeah. No, Indivisible. Yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah, honorable mention. My actual honorable mention for art direction of the year goes to Indivisible. Well, there you go. All right, so next category, we have the audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound system. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, made by Infinity Ward, published by Activision. Control, made by Remedy, published by 505 Games. Death Stranding, made by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Gear 5, made by The Coalition, published by Xbox Game Studios. Resident Evil 2, published and made by Capcom. 
and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice uh, made by From Software. Have you whoever's been deciding this has a hard-on for Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and Sekiro? And yeah. Control. And Control. And Control. Uh, control has been in every category but best action game so far. To, yeah. to be fair, all of the ones we named have been in all but one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, 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 wait. Sekiro yes. made all of them, I think. Oh, no, it's not no, an action. It wasn't yeah. an action game. Yeah. Resident Evil because it, it was then game. an action adventure game. No, right. they, the game, the fucking game awards need to come up with a thing. If you voted for one category, that's it. You can't be voted for a second. No, because some games have multiple excellence in multiple categories. The audio design list is the same as the fucking action adventure list. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Uh, Jane, who do you vote for? Um. I don't have an input on that one because when oh, I think right, audio design nothing really stood out here like Sekiro's audio des- design and how it worked was great the Resident Evil 2 remake from the, the bits I've seen the audio design and how it plays in and how it fits with the game is great so is Death Stranding so is the new Modern Warfare from the little bit I've seen on it but it's not something I focus on if I'm if I notice, if I outwardly notice an audio design, it will be because something about it stood out, and that's not necessary. And a lot of the time, good audio design won't stand out because it's designed to work with as a supplement to everything else. Well, um, I'm guessing you're thinking about music, aren't and you? a lot, not always. But music makes a music's the thing I'm most likely to notice while playing, and actually not no, not necessarily notice, but more remember it. Like I rem- I know when I was playing Sekiro, I the the sound made a huge difference to my enjoyment in the game. But I don't remember anything that stood out because it didn't stand out. It worked to hold everything together. It did it right, but I don't remember much of it. It's the glue beneath the collage that is your games exactly um <clears throat> the sound design for code vein i actively remember because i liked how a lot of those things sounded how you got all the spells the, the single Kadazoo. edgy song on the radio <laughs> that has gotten us fucking copyright uh claimed, claimed. Like, yeah it, i mean to be honest the whole game was a bit campy a bit anime but it was fun and the That's music what we're there for. and the music and the sound design and the hits and all of that fantasy vampire anime bullshit it it came through i i remember the sound of it a lot more so i my personal one would be code vein but at the same time i also think like i've said it, while that would be my personal choice I know that I'm not the best person to judge it on because I'm going to miss things that I know are good. Yeah. All right. Also, but I've got a question. Honorable mention to Monster Hunter's sound design, even though that was released last year. Never coming out. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Jane. Yes. Have you ever shat your dax just from hearing footsteps from the next room over? No. Because I fucking certainly have. Goddamn Resident Evil 2 has my favorite sound design in a horror game because one the tyrant is so menacingly 
following or so menacing that just hearing him walk is enough to strike fear into God's heart. All right. I've got big man upstairs. He's playing Resident Evil 2 on his fucking, on his lappy top because fucking, I don't know. And Tyrant walks in the next room. He's fucking done. He's ready. He's ready for another rapture. He's going to fucking end this shit before Tyrant ever gets created. But <laughs> the I think the sound design in Resident Evil 2 is incredible when it comes to, like, the game focuses more around the ambience and the sort of nuances from, like, the weather, from the station around you slowly falling apart due to the destruction that it's, like, had, to the enemies just lingering around, to Mr. X just fucking following you like it's just how it's all put together the in a horror game i think it's not the visuals are about 30 percent of the horror the audio is like the other 70 percent because you can have some outstanding visual horror but if you don't have an audio design to sell it that visual horror gets instantly diminished because it can only do so much with its look itself you can go that's that's physically gross but as humans we kind of rely on musical notes and uh so like the how can i put it the nuances of the noise around us to tell us how we feel so like especially when you're playing like for example dev may cry 5 it's got some fucking banger tracks, some absolute slappers that just make you feel fucking awesome. And you're ripping up and the music kicks in, like with the dynamic sound system that they have in Dead May Cry 5, where the higher rank gets, the more aggressive and like involved the music gets, which just fuels the action experience even further. It's fantastic. Same thing with horror games. Like you need those audio notes and you need the the ambience and you need the fucking you need the you need the audio design to sell it for that immersion because you can make something as believable as possible but the immersion is a two-way street of like visuals and audio and neither can work without the other like i haven't seen a game which is just visually horrific but the sound design is terrible and still called a good horror game. Same thing with fucking uh, vice versa. I haven't found a game where the, the audio is amazing, but the visual horror is terrible and the game is a good horror game. You need both. That's why I think Resident Evil 2 works so well with the audio design that they did because everything is just putting you on edge. Like when it comes to like, the rain coming from outside just slowly pattering onto the fucking windows like when i was first playing resident evil 2 when it came out just fucking see the rain going out the windows and i was like oh i wonder if it's actually fucking raining and it's like oh, you look outside the window you can see the water drops wall droplets on the window and a fucking zombie came up and slapped the shit out of that window and i fucking leapt into next week i tell you that much for free i was fucking gone how it just baits you in with the immersion and then just fucks you with like just oh it's so good so good so yeah uh i voted for control for that one 
<laughs> no, Final Fantasy <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Uh, Alex, what about you? Resident Evil 2, see above points. All right, cool. Alex likes uh, going last. <laughs> community support. Recognizing I, I'm a- actively saving us time here because yeah. we are just over the two hour and 10 minute mark. I'll leave it. Recon- recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness. We have Apex Legends by Respawn, published by EA, Bun- uh, Destiny 2 by Bungie, uh, Final Fantasy XIV by Square Enix, Fortnite by Epic Games, and Rainbow Six Siege by Ubisoft in Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, Jaden, what is your vote? Um riveting i can't i don't really have an input here all right so i'm guessing do you have an input here alex uh i it's a toss-up between uh rainbow six siege and destiny 2 i my vote goes to destiny 2 based on the fact that like once they separated from activision made the game free to play and was like a hundred percent fixing the game with like drops and shit like that and has basically gone, we're going to supporting this over the long term. So I would say Destiny 2 for me over Rainbow Six Siege because like Rainbow Six Siege over the long term actually has like changed, like been very supportive. But it's, uh, it's the improvements they've done over the long, over the lifetime of Rainbow Six Siege. They didn't just abandon it and go, oh, well, this game didn't immediately go gangbusters. So therefore we're just going to fucking just forget all about it exactly. like they've kind like of done was, was with um for honor well they haven't they're, they're winding down now and i understand why it's not in this year but for honor was honestly a bit of a clusterfuck on launch and it was certainly a clusterfuck game back so hard oh yeah like between rainbow six and for honor i've actually been impressed with how they've handled their multiplayer games yeah, so I'm. I have to give my vote to Destiny Two because nice. Siege has stagnated a lot this year. It hasn't really done anything to stand out, and the last two seasons were pretty fucking terrible. All right, so looking at the list, I say we do one more category and then we make a second part next week's podcast because there is a lot more. Yeah, so you two just fucking absolutely love talking about all because we had to explain. We had to explain why. So one, we're going. We're going to skip content creator because none content of us... Content creator, esports, well, and it, shit like skipping, that. So we're skipping content creator, esports, they have nothing coach, to do with esports games, fight me. Uh, esports game of the year, esports host, esports player, esports team, and family game because I don't think we really any playing with them. So I'm going to start off with this next list going, how, the f- how much money did fucking Bandai Namco pay to get Jump Force on this list? Well, uh, no, fighting too far, games. too far. Fight, family games. game, family no, game. I uh, know, uh, no. Yeah, Kenny but actively skip that one. Chris. Skip family oh, game. Skip family games. All right, Smash Bros. Ultimate for that one. Uh, but yeah, no. This is what this is what I was saying before. Upsetty spaghetti. Upsetty spaghetti. What the fuck is Jump Force doing on this list? You get how, the fuck off that how, list. How the fuck did Jump Force get on this list? I have no idea. Who really? I whose don't. dick did Bandai Namco suck to get fucking Jump Force on this list? Dude, they they need to have fucking look. Like, I I'm going to take a more reserved stance and say uh, at least after six months they did add a rematch button. That still doesn't fix all the other shit. Yeah, uh, the, the fucking jankiness that uh, Jump Force yes, is. There is a reason that game is widely considered to be utter fucking ass, 
And... Jaden, you play fucking Fighter Z. How would you like it if all three of your characters shared the one health bar? That's not the issue. The issue is everything. Yeah, there's yeah. so much. The game was just. There's no love in it. One, there's no love. It literally feels like such the biggest cash in because we've Everyone got everyone looks fucking... so oily. Yeah, that's. I think that comes from the Unreal Engine though, like how they designed it with the Unreal Engine. Like, don't get me wrong, their clothes look amazing, but when it comes to everything else, it yeah, is it. fucking disgusting. The only thing that I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool, is the fact that Jotaro and Dio were in this game, and like, cool, fucking still staying the fuck away from this game. Yep. It's just jank, ugly as sin fuck. Look, yeah, the, we, we the, would call it Euro jank, but this one came out of Japan. It, it doesn't even bother me a lot of, like, the animations are pretty average. Um... It looks, you know, the the models have had a lot of issues that has been discussed at length. But honestly, I can get past them. The two biggest things that I have an issue with Jump Force about, one of them I've already forgotten, and the other one is game balance. And I talk about game balance specifically from a more competitive standpoint. Like, it does, it does apply to everyone, but there's a difference between a game being balanced around pro level and a game being balanced around high-level casuals. You know, they're not professional, but they're good at the game. High-level mouth breathers. Um, the problem is, basically, from what I've seen and from what I've looked at, every... There are just things that are broken or unpunishable or just flat out too strong. I mean, I personally wouldn't play it anyway because I don't like 3D arena fighters. And if I did, it'd be something like Dead or Alive rather than something where you're actually running around an arena. Or, or the Naruto yeah. games because those are actually good, not the latest one. The latest yeah, one is so garbage. Like, there is uh, a game style like Jump Force, which I do enjoy, and that's... um jojo eyes over heaven which is like a 3d fighting arena game but at least that's mildly balanced and entertaining balanced i i I saw you play that that's the one where you can just fucking reset the whole match if you're losing yes balanced he says i there's there is a lot of characters in that game and just because Kira's got a really good fucking skill set on him doesn't mean you need to hate on him, all right? I'm not hating the on him. Killer Queen a- bites the dust. That's it. I'm all right, sorry. cool. We've Everything been demonetizing China. else in the fighting game category? <laughs> yes, so we have Dead or Alive 6, made by Team Ninja, published by Koei Tecmo. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, made by Neverrealms, published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Samurai Showdown, made by SNK, published by Athlon, and then Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, made by Sora and Bandai Namco, published by Nintendo. Jaden, what is your vote, and tell me why it's for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I will smack you. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Maybe if you do that, you'd actually put in the effort to go and see him next time he comes down. 
Yeah. I might put in the All effort. Right, so it, d- it depends on whether you vote for Smash Bros or not. Dead or Alive 6, I can't put you much never input know. on because I haven't played it. I've only played a tiny bit of Dead or Alive 5 in Locals with uh, Alex. That was... I mean, it was fun, but... Meh, I never really got into it, so I can't put much input onto it. Um, Samurai Showdown, I've seen more of, and... I like. It seems like a, a cool game, especially since it's more neutral-focused. You know, there is very few combos. It's mostly just trying to, you know, spacing, timing, countering, all of that. More more that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is, has some issues, but it definitely should be up here. Like... It's it's a mixed bag. There are definitely reasons why people dislike the game, especially people coming from, like, seeing some of the older stuff in MKX. I can see why some fans from older games wouldn't be so keen on this one. But they did a lot of things right as well. And... Barring the issues with the controversies and the microtransactions, which have been, to some extent, sorted out, Mm. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they have they have addressed them. Um, it should be up here. Super Smash Ultimate. It feels weird to put it in the fighting game category because it's not a fighting game. Fighting fighting games as a genre are a very niche specific genre. Now here's and Smash the thing about fits, fits on the outside where it's trying to say it's a fighting game. Because it's just hitting, you know, grey areas and just pushing those boundaries. But it's pushing basically every boundary on every single thing that makes a game a fighting game. So if you're breaking out of every boundary of that genre, you can't really also stay within the genre, if you get what I mean. I do get why it's considered a fighting game. And under the fighting game heading in here, for the best games designed primarily around head-to-head combat, it makes sense to be in the fighting game category of the game awards yeah fighting game as a genre i wouldn't put it under however yeah because it's, it's competitively played 1v1 yeah um it's it's competitively played 1v1 despite the fact that um no one who none of the developers actually want it to be competitively played yeah, uh, and sakurai actively, himself they have actively said people like oh can you nerf this character because it's not balanced for pro play it's like i'm not trying to balance a pro play pro play no play play. <laughs> yeah they, they they actively do not want you playing prof- their game professionally well i wouldn't they say they do don't not want, want i want it, this i'm but... balancing i'm quote unquote balancing this game so in a party environment your cousin will get ki- pissed off that you keep beating with the character so he can king you hit you in the back of the fucking head that's what i'm balancing it for <laughs> um yeah, but no, Sakurai himself came out and said, I I want to make a fighting game that is not a fighting game. So I made Smash Bros. Because it's Smash Bros is not a fighting game. Do, do you get this? This this ends this is the nail in the coffin. The creator exactly. of Smash Bros has said it, it's not a fighting game. It fits the So stop. I'd say it fits the what's the word? The logic kind of the theme and the spirit of a fighting game, but it doesn't fit within the genre by its rules. That said, I'm I'm arguing pedantics. Under the Game Awards for Finding Game, which is the best game designed primarily for head-to-head combat, Mortal Kombat 11 for competitive, and Smash Bros for casual. 
I would actually split that into two different equals. Okay. I'm trying to find this quote about um, Sakurai saying it's a, not a fighting game. And Samurai Shoujan is definitely up there. I'd probably... It would probably be higher and possibly... Yeah. It, it, I, Samurai Shoujan may beat out those two. If... I'd played it more and had more experience because I just have very yep. little experience and the art style doesn't really gel with me. It looks good, but it's not my taste. So I know personal biases are keeping it down in that one. Mm. Where is it? You, you're going to take a while. It was one of the original um, creations back on the, on the N64. Because if that is true, th this was then for, this some wasn't of these... for Ultimate. This was for the original Smash Bros. Yeah. Sakurai, oh, Sakurai himself says Smash Bros. is not a fighting game. There you go. Final nail I, in the coffin. Smash Bros. is not a fighting so game. Shut up. Nintendo says, why do you think Smash Bros. Smash, Super Smash Bros. continues to be so popular even though the interest of traditional fighting games has dwindled? Sakurai, I think it's because it is, in fact, not a fighting game. The nature of it is similar to sports, a sports game, which is the player shoots an opponent as if it were a ball. The results are different every time you play it, which I think is also unique and attractive quality of the game. So this makes this article I see fucking hilarious. Uh, where is it? When fighting game snobs say Smash Brothers is not a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean like the creator? Yes. yes. You, you mean they're right because it's not a fighting game. Anyway. Yeah, but, so that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but so yes. Smash Bros is not, on the, is not on the list according to me. Yeah. So who's your pick, Kenny? My pick... I would probably say Samurai Showdown is because I haven't played, like, I've played very little Jump Force, very little Mortal Kombat, very little Smash and Samurai Showdown. I haven't played Dead Alive 6, but um, I'm not fucking willing to get attached to that series because shit's expensive. DLC. Season passes. Yeah, no. But, but if Samurai you want to get into is... an expensive uh, fucking game, you can always just get into a gacha game. I did, and I spent a whole 20 doll hairs. Mm. Expensive. I was broke yeah. for the rest of the week. Anyway, <laughs> um, Samurai Report. Showdown seems to be one of the most... How do I put it? It is a game in which skill is a very, very determined... Um, how can I put it? When I see the fighting games, like it looks like not a lot is happening, but so much shit is happening like people are trying to bait out attacks because they can get in this safe attack and that thing and then they can do this and like but there's the so is, much that, going on that's when nothing's actually going on but that is fighting games in general but like from what i've seen out of this list samurai showdown does it the best like because one of the main aspects of well, the biggest samurai thing showdown samurai is showdown that is like i was saying the lack of combos so the um well no like there's Samurai much, there's much less there's much less uh what's focus on execution like difficult combos and much more much more on reading your opponent well that's the thing like in samurai showdown hits do a lot of damage so getting in a hit is crucial yeah like like 
I've seen people do like a little, like two thirds of your health bar in a fucking single swing. So, yes, if the mine hits a heavy attack, that can. Yeah, like getting that much damage is like incredible, but it also means you need to do everything like almost perfectly in order to win because every mistake is incredibly costly. And seeing Samurai Showdown, like I played a but little bit of it, you also need and to, just got you fucked also need to remember up. the flip side is other fighting games can do that almost as much. It's yes, assuming you've got the execution to pull off the combos reliably, one hit from Samurai Showdown would be the same as one punish combo from another game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the overall damage the overall damage output for making a read isn't really any higher it's just more that there's less downtime well, between you playing when you're in a combo and there's also um like you're saying there's less focus on execution you don't need to have those tight combos and being able to you know, capitalize well, the and like, get into a combo. And when that. I see professional fighting games, like for your your Street Fighter Five, uh, your Guilty Gear and stuff like that, there's how do I put it? It's more of jabs of health rather than chunks. So like, unless you really fuck up, and they roll a whole combo of you, which does a large portion of your health. It's really, from what I've seen, just chipping away at each other's health bar. Where Samurai Showdown has like a whole extent of like, your health bar's just almost vanished. Yeah, just but that, almost that gone in a single hit. Depends on the game. Like defensive. That's what I'm saying. Defensive games like Tekken can take a lot longer than something like Dragon Ball Fighters, where yes, you do have three characters, but at the same time, you get caught at the wrong time and you can kill a That's character a whole combo. in a combo. Straight out. We are like, getting ridiculously have... off topic. Well, no, like, like the way that I see it is, uh, this is still going Samurai Showdown. It's like the same thing with um, Dragon yeah, we Ball Fighters. Talk about what we actually meant to talk about in this podcast. Well, we are. What, what I'm saying, like, this is an example. It was pick it... a fucking vote, not to explain to us the inner workings of fighting games. Well, no, I'm explaining why I am voting for Samurai Showdown. But like, can we keep it, it to twenty words or less at this point? Because we're almost. This is two this is the hours. last thing before we call it. But um, how do I put it? Now yeah, we just lose the chain of thought. So with Samurai Showdown has the same aspect in like what Dragon Ball Fighters is. Like I've seen competitions in which when people fucking get like comboed in Dragon Ball Fighters, they just put the controller down, like because that's basically a free amount of hits unless they like fuck it up. In which on a level that high, it's very rarely they do fuck it up. But it gets to the point of like, hey, if I'm stuck in being combo this, then I'm literally going to spend the next five seconds just watch him combo me with me not doing anything. And Samurai Showdown essentially skips that by going, gone, that health. And as a spectator, like from a spectator's point of view, it makes, for me, Samurai Showdown more interesting to watch than like games like Dragon Ball Fighters or... Um, Street Fighter Five, because th there's more lethality in the moves, meaning there's less fuck ups. Meaning like the amount, like matches are quite short, and the amount of play that happens is so like intense. Uh, this is going to get that... a bit even more off topic to an older game, 
But I know that's why, from a spectator standpoint, Mortal Kombat 11 isn't as exciting as... Mortal Kombat X has been widely considered to be one of the best spectator fighting games because shit happens so fast. Yeah. Like in that same thing you're talking about with Samurai Showdown, it would not be surprising in that, like, you know, if you do a combo for two hits in Samurai Showdown, you get a hit into an uppercut and then you both reset. You could almost get a full combo in Mortal Kombat X in that time because things just move so quickly. Exactly. Um, I'm getting off topic, but my point was more that you can have combo-centric games that don't slow it down. Yeah, I know. I was saying, like, from this list, Samurai Showdown beats, from a vision, from a standpoint, beats Smash, beats Combat, beats Jump Force easily in Dead Alive 6. Anyway, I'm going to have to call it there. This is going to be part one. Uh, next week, we'll continue the rest of the list, hopefully at a, at a more... Uh, faster pace <laughs> because there's no. there's quite a lot. So yes, uh, check us out on YouTube, Ozplays on U- uh, YouTube. Fuck it, Ozplays. A U S P L A Y S exclamation point. You'll check us out. We've got plenty of good stuff coming up, like Star Wars, Death Stranding, Code Vein, the works. Uh, on that note, we are going to book it, and we shall catch you guys on next week. We'll see you later. Catches. Fucking hate.